Kipling and Apple Center, do you have any test operations restricted area 2508? Aries 31, Roger. Traffic is quite luminous and is exhibiting some non-ballistic motion, over. Roger, Aries 31, continue to send at your discretion, over. Okay, Center. The traffic is approaching head-on, ultra-bright, and really moving. They're right by us, right now. There are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month. 90% of these sightings can be explained, but 10% cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. military has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies them as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us now as Mac, Wanwan, and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that baffle even the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Why, what a show we have for you tonight. But first, let me introduce the members of the uh, Poussey, as they say on the streets of Paris. Girls, get ready. Get your misters, sit yourself down, big box of Kleenex, extra big box of wipe, and a fan, a big fan, because he's here. An only fan. We'll get into that later. He's here. Very famous one. Hello, Mac. Hello, girls. Woo, it's a hot one today, and when the girls are on listening to the show, it gets even hotter around here, I'll tell you that. It's tremendous. Thank you for listening. Oh, wow. And Mac, thank you for having me on the show, by the way. Get a lot of good press. You're you know, a lot of about 15, street cred here. Can you tap dance for about 15 seconds so I can go get the sound effects machine? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's really sweet. Tap dance. I want, you're not tap dancing. We have to see your feet, one one. And because if you're sitting down behind the desk, we have no idea what your feet are doing. That's true. I'm just swinging. I'm swinging back and forth like a like a schoolgirl here. You know the the scene in some kind of kids movie oh, where they they're, yeah. they're at the ice cream bar and they they get their Bobby socks and blue dancer. jeans. What the heck movie was that? Okay. <laughs> okay. What, what movie was Mickey Rooney a dancer in? Every freaking well, movie. That, yeah. Every movie. He said, hey, guys, let's get the kids together yeah. and we'll do a show. So we, we can put, put on a show. Yeah, put on a show in the bar with, uh, with uh, you know, uh, Over the Rainbow Girl. Um, right. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Judy Gowan. Judy yeah, Gowan. Judy, Judy Beverly Gowan's sister. You know, <laughs> give Judy a couple of pills. Push her out on stage. I think I think close to having pills. If you think Judy Garland is Beverly Garland, who did that biopic no, of Judy Garland? Was that Renee Zellweger? Who was who did that? Beverly Garland fought the the uh, monster that conquered the world. Remember oh, that? yeah, the, the carrot-looking monster with the big mouth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she fought that. Mm -hmm. Who and won? So Lee Van Cleef was in it too. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Looking for a paycheck. Was that yeah. before or after Good, the Bad, and the Ugly? Uh, it must have been. Must have been before during it when he was working the way up. I, I made a snowman when I was a kid that looked just like the monster that conquered the world. Other really? kids were out there making conventional snowmen with the three balls and the carrot nose, not bees. I was making evil looking monsters. <laughs> what planet are they from? <laughs> I'm uh, lost. Uranus. I thought, he, oh, oh, I thought he made a snowman that looked like Lee Van Cleef. That's in the comeback. Wow. That's okay. where the Klingons come from. Anyway, okay. All right. That's one, one joke too far. Bridge too far there, my friend. I'll All right, here we go. All right, so um, one one, you're here. You tap dance very well. We'll have to put some music behind that. <laughs> Everything okay with you? I, everything's fine. Yeah. Jay? Yeah. Yeah. How's the AC work in that sports car you drive around? There? It, it freezes you right out. Does it? Yeah. 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 My nipples get hard when this thing is on. Oh. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Fine. That was a joke too far. <laughs> yes. 
Let's anyway, see. 2054. Uh, so uh, well, I want to see it tonight. Uh, sorry, middle-aged ladies. Coco on assignment. He was going to be on, then he wasn't. At the last minute, he said he was going to be on, but then at the last last second, he dropped out again. Different flight plan, plan, right? Right. Flight <laughs> plan. So, um, but uh, we got letters on this the last time I said this, but uh, any gilfs out there might uh, be happy to know that Switchblade Steve Ward is here, our national correspondent up there in Battle Creek, Michigan. Switch. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm here to spread happiness, that's for sure. Great to be here. Okay. Yeah. All right. Spreading happiness wherever he goes. Good. Um, also, now we go to the beauty among the beasts, a very good witch up there in upstate New York. I don't know why I want to keep triangulating her, but I do. <laughs> uh, it's a very, very special friend, Raven. Raven, how are you tonight, Raven? Raven. I'm good, my friends. How are mm. you? Wow, look at that hairdo. Woofa. That looks um <laughs> that looks like a okay. Zena. Keep keep it down, Matt. Keep it down. It's like two hundred degrees and I can't control <laughs> the the volume in my No, listen. Yeah. It's always hot. Why it's always hot where you I know, it's always at least two hundred degrees. It's always sweltering or something. No AC. No AC? No, I have AC. I'm cheap. <laughs> oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> what side of the family did you get that from? Sorry. Who do you think? <laughs> okay, yeah. Oh, that's that's being too cheap. You got to have AC in this situation. Yeah, right. Yes, yeah. 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 Hey, listen, I bought one of those little portable AC things from China. You put water in it and you plug it in, and it and it blows. It makes uh, tea. It blows across the screen. Yeah, it's it's not bad. For, for, if you put it on for about an hour in a little room, mm -hmm. it will cool the room down. Really? Yeah, but then you. But the size of a small speaker, right? Tank. It's about the size of a small speaker. Yeah, yeah. I've yep. seen those. You better you better make sure you keep cleaning that thing out because it brings mold. It develops mold. Oh, really? Yeah. I yeah. bet. So you read the instruction. You gotta clean <laughs> the instructions that out are in, a lot. The instructions are in Chinese, though. That's the problem. Oh well. I'd rather be in Chinese anyway. than being translated to English. The translations are funny. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes. Uh, that voice you heard was not the voice of God. It was the voice of a uh, security chief, Willie Club. Willie, how are you doing tonight? You know, Mac, I'm doing great. It's, it's uh, great to be here tonight. And uh, I just have to remark on Switch tonight. That right. hair tonight is spectacular. It is. The way it is. got that rug detached. It's fabulous. Unbelievable. You know, some yeah. weeks it's on a, it's like backwards and sideways, but <laughs> you've been working on it. Listen, I can I, tell. I, I, I appreciate that. It's Amazon Prime. I got it in two days. <laughs> really? <laughs> it's really. Not an ad. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes there's a little tilt to it, but tonight it's it, it seems like it's kind of leveled out. It's yeah, rough, it's, you know. Oh, it's it's on target, no doubt. It's on about target, it. right? Yeah. It's yeah. dead balls accurately on his head. Look at. Huh. Wow, switchy. You, I'm you just, can't tell where the where the rug starts and the real hair. And the real hair begins, <laughs> yeah. right? Well, you can kind of, but you know. <laughs> but that's okay. Oh come on. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know how we got to this point, switch, but. Um, so now, why don't we uh, why don't we get this out of the way? Because we got a lot of letters, got a lot of letters on your last, uh, what did I have for breakfast? And that's um, uh, when you went to Denny's and got the uh, Fred Flintstone beefsteak. Oh, oh yeah. The, uh, right. The, uh, it was some kind of a fried beefsteak. Fried beef, gravy. Yes. yes. And uh, hash browns and, yes. uh, yeah, everything. Yep, yeah, everything. Didn't you have a couple of scrambled eggs in there, too? I, I think, uh, yeah, well, it was, it was uh, steak and eggs, but steak it was eggs. fried beefsteak yeah. and eggs. Right. That's the Russian astronauts. Eight. U.S. astronauts eat steak and eggs before the, the night before the flight, and Is tang the, during the flight, and tang. And they do drink tang. You know, for a long time, people said no food. Mystery meat. I think veal's pretty meat, right? Veal. No way. 
I don't remember not in my high school. Movie. Bill Murray makes the, the announcement over the uh, loudspeaker that uh, Jeffrey Corbin <laughs> won the mystery meat contest. It's, it's He was right. It was veal. No, he said, Jeffrey Corbin said, some kind of beef. Some kind of beef. beef. And right. he won a Chrysler Cordoba, I think it was. <laughs> You're talking about the movie or real life? The movie. The movie. Oh, okay. What movie was that again? Meatballs. Okay. You know, Bill Murray at the camp. Well, some of us. Bill Murray's not funny. No, that's the problem. Bill Murray wow. is funny. He was. This was his first movie. He can be oh, really? funny. Yeah. He's not funny. He was funny on Saturday Night Live when he would do like the lounge singer stuff. Right. Star Wars. <laughs> Nothing but Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, he's funny. <laughs> but he's not funny in movies. I'm sorry. He's not. He was anyway, in Meatballs. Trust and me. he's very, very difficult to work with. I like always Juan. thought that. Like Juan Juan. I anyway, like it when okay. he's doing a serious movie like uh, okay. Lost in Translation. Oh, like Broken Flowers or Lost yep. in Translation. Lost in Translation Lost in with movie. Scarlett that Joe. Whew. That's yeah. probably his best movie. But what best about movie. Ghostbusters? Yeah, I like Ghostbusters. I love Ghostbusters. Yeah, I love every film. What, oh my what God. grade Caddyshack. 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 Caddyshack is, is amazing. Oh, Caddyshack. No, it isn't. That's right. It's a terrible movie. Oh, Stripes. no. Stripes. No. Let me tell you why. What about Bob? What, what about Bob? You know that those two guys, they almost murdered each other yeah, on the set, him and Dreyfus? they hated each other. Um, and let me tell you about um, Caddyshack, okay? Caddyshack, when, the first ca when they first made Caddyshack, Bill Murray wasn't in it. And they screened it for audiences and no one laughed. So they had to get Bill Murray. He was he was like filming another movie or something. They had to jump through all these hoops. They bring him in, and you'll notice if you know if you watch the movie again, a lot of his scenes it's just him, I guess in the the Gopher, yeah. whatever the hell in he's the going after. Okay, yeah. they cut those in. They cut those in, and then the ones where you know where he's actually with other people, um, I guess they had to bring everyone back or, or whatever. And then cool. also at the end of that movie, I, I've never seen it, but I don't have to. There's a there's a big uh, at the end someone someone sinks a putt and they all go crazy. With, yeah, the water. He's, right. he's trying to get the gopher out with the water, you, and the water starts shooting out the holes. I know, but at the very end, the very very end, doesn't doesn't someone sink a putt and win twenty thousand dollars or something, and yeah, everyone goes nuts. Something like that. Yeah. Okay. That's the if you read the script though, that wouldn't have won the match. That would have tied the match. He didn't win the match. He just tied it. Uh, it's it's for entertainment purposes. Yeah, I know, but but you, the, the largest movie has to have continuity. It has to. Oh, you missed continuity. one continuity. The gopher had to come back and do all his scenes again. Okay. I guess I. You know, when I watch the credits, I always watch and see who's the continuity uh, person. Because yes. you're right. Continuity is important. Right. It's it's in the crummiest movie. Yeah. You you have to have yeah. it, or, or the whole thing doesn't you, work. You know. On any you level. know what I like about continuity? Like if you're in a you're in a room and there's a clock on the wall. And the clock never changes Ronnie time. Running, yeah. He wasn't. Yeah, he the wasn't scene lasts about ten minutes, but the clock never changes time. I bet you were something before electricity. You know that was good. Yeah, he he probably wrote his own lines. You know, he, he was just like a, a naturally <laughs> well, funny guy. He could guy. say just about anything, and it'd right. be funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went into a uh, hotel and uh, this. Um, I said to the bellboy, "Hey, will you handle my bags?" He started filling up my wife. <laughs> I goes, "Hey." Who said you? I said, hey, who said you could do that? He said, everybody. <laughs> oh my God. Right, here's the worst one. Here's the worst one. Ready? You might have to cut this out. All right. Yeah, when I was going up, my girlfriend, she was ugly. Man, was she ugly. When I brought her home to meet my mother, my mother put papers down. <laughs> oh my God. I brought it to the beach, and the guy said, hey, what kind of bait you use? <laughs> That's it. All right, anyway. So switch. There was potatoes. a joke like that in a Bo Diddley song. It says, your, your wife's so ugly, she had to sneak up on a glass to get a drink of water. <laughs> that was in a Bo the Diddley song. Like, the one I like is, is that your face or did your pants fall down? Oh, that's, <laughs> that's cool. 
Here's the Methuen coming out in you. <laughs> I don't know oh, any. I love the Methuen. Everett coming out in him, I should say. Anyway. Raven, if you come down here again, you got to go to Methuen. I don't think I can. They'll see me and they'll be like, you're too ghetto. Like, get out. What are you doing uh, here? <laughs> no, it depends on what thought you go to. Don't worry. We'll drive through real fast, okay? Okay. <laughs> anyway, now that we're all hungry, Switchy, the biggest skew of the show, everyone wants to know, what did you have for breakfast this morning? This morning, now, uh, full disclosure, it was a little bit closer to a brunch than a breakfast, but it still works, okay? Sure. Okay. I went to Denny's Diner. Again. Uh, Vanessa waited on me. I got two eggs over easy. Yes. Uh, white toast. Yes. Two sausage, two oh. bacon. Oh. Bacon Hot and sausage. Coffee, okay, good. Orange juice and water. <laughs> water? What'd you get the water wow. for? Well, you know, you kind of lay down a water base before you. Oh, okay. Yeah, you got, you're right. You got to have the water. Have water on. That's, yeah, they, they do say Michelle, that to have the water first. And Michelle came by later to see if I needed more coffee. Oh wow! Maybe she's into you. Well, do you normally <laughs> do you normally like not get refills on your coffee? No, I'm just saying. I'm just name dropping. Oh, oh okay. Oh. I was like, what? Yeah. They give you one cup of coffee? That's no, 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 no. They they take good care of me there. Okay. <laughs> I was about I to call the police. Have you told them you're on a radio show? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't oh. want to lose my military discount. Oh, <laughs> why? Well, well, what's the what's the connection? That, that's the first thing one one says when we enter a new place. <laughs> <laughs> yes and no, JJ. That's right. Senior citizen discount or military discount or both? No, anyway, I just get one yep. discount. I like the fact. I like the fact that he got two sausages and bacon. Sausage yeah, and two sausage, two bacon, right? Two bacons. Mm -hmm. But I could have gotten four of one or the other. Yes. But I like to mix it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be crazy. Go nuts, like man. Variety. Uh, that's, that's me. I think they, they, my middle name is Go Crazy. Huh. Is it really? Yeah. Delicious. That's now I'm hungry. So, anyway, okay. So, just review. Let's review. You got two eggs over easy. Two eggs over easy, right? Bacon, sausage, white toast. White, the bacon, the sausage might be from the same pig. You don't know. <laughs> white toast. Coffee, black coffee, orange juice, and water. Right. Wow. Okay. How much was that? Two seventy-five. <laughs> uh, well, it, it, probably around uh, twelve bucks. Yeah. Okay. And good. did you tip Vanessa? Uh, are you kidding? Of course. Okay. I How much you tip? <laughs> I have to ask. How much? How much you, you tip? Yeah. Five bucks. Five bucks. I'm okay. twelve bucks. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good man. Good I man. Over twenty percent. Yes. I'm sorry, and JJ will be my witness. I'm a fifty percenter. You have to. You have to tip waitresses. 40, 30, 40%. Yeah. That is true. Bucks is but good. Five bucks is good on a $12 bill. Five bucks bill. is okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But for them to remember you, for, for Vanessa to remember you, Switch, and not the little squirrel on your head. She remembers me when I come in. She's throwing down and says hi. You yes. know, go ahead and sit where you want, you know. And, uh, well, they you let know. us sit where you want. Wow. They don't Holy even shit. like take you to your table. <laughs> oh, my. Well, Are you an A list celebrity? Sometimes they point, but you know. <laughs> You're killing them. You should be VIP. Yeah. yeah. I am. Yeah, VIP. I couldn't. <laughs> Let's make, we'll make a call. We'll make a few calls. Here's, a, here's I how I do it in farmer's kitchen. I saying, by the way, I'm on a big shot radio show, you know. Oh. I, well, well, me, I want them to treat me like a regular person. Mm -hmm. Well, they're not yeah. doing that good of a job there, dude. If, look at, throw 10 bucks down next time and put, and put like, a business card, you know, uh, I, I have tips higher. I mean, uh, especially during, you know, well, uh, certain situations. Okay. Wow. He's getting a little defensive about the tips. Okay. I'm yeah. just saying, you know. I don't, yeah, I don't need to take this crap. <laughs> right club yeah. well i never Where's go to the, the same security place. guy when i need him i never go to the same place uh the second time so i don't have to worry about <laughs> he is from boston okay that's great um so anyway when i go to the farmer's kitchen i pick out uh 
whoever's working and you know, I have a couple of my close friends, mm. uh, waitresses, and I say, okay, which table or counter are you working? And she'll, she'll point. I say, okay, I'll go there. And you I, know, he sends me pictures from this place, and, and I feel like the vice squad is going to be knocking on my door <laughs> 10 minutes later. <laughs> Anyway, I, I took some shots. They're uh, all dressed up in um, Independence Day yes. outfits. Oh, Independence, Independence Day bikinis? I can show you one right now. Oh, we're on the radio. <laughs> okay, look. While he's doing that, we have what they call in the business a bit. Okay, I made the mistake two or three weeks ago of saying to listeners, hey, if you ever come up with an idea yep. for a segment you want to hear on the show, let us know. Well, I said it once, and now I'm going through all kinds of suggestions on different segments that the listeners would like us to do on the air, okay? One of them we might be doing very soon, Juan Juan, right? Is really? it going to be the Juan Juan Players doing a yes. selection from downtown Abbey? The Juan Juan uh, Players Theater. Yep. Yeah, right. Okay. We don't and want, Juan, we Matt, don't want do to tease it yet. I'm putting it together. In? Uh, probably Juan Juan. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but it turns out we have a, uh, a list of other suggestions that our listeners have written us. Um, about suggesting segments that we should do on the show. Do you have the list there, Raven? I have it right here. Okay, so let's start the music. This is the top 10 listener suggestions for segments on the show. Number 10. We have Cooking with Coco. Cooking with Coco. Look at it. It writes itself, right? It does. I'd watch that. I would too. And he's, he's, uh, he specializes in ham dishes, as it turns out. No, he does not. You wait till that pig of his gets over 40 or 50 pounds. No, no. And Easter's rolling around. <laughs> Come on. Anyway, okay, number nine. Nine, this is suggestions that listeners have made for segments we should do on the show. Number nine, we have Be the Breakfast with Switch. Be the Breakfast. Be the Breakfast with Switch. Be the Breakfast. Hello, is this on? I mean, be, I like be that. with them for okay. breakfast. Yeah, right. I like that. Be the Breakfast? Be the, be be the, the Breakfast. kind of a Zen thing. Yeah, so it's like you're meditating and you're like, I am the breakfast. Right. Switch is going to consume I am me. ham and eggs. Yes. Okay. We should have called it uh, I'm the sausage. Be the sausage. <laughs> All right, anyway, That's too go. risky. Please, Sorry. One, please. Suggestions of bits we should do on the show. Segments we should do on the show. Number eight, uh, talking shop with Vic the Wop. Talking shop with Vic the Wop. <laughs> okay. Oh, I, like I love the alliteration. The, the friend, uh, Star Trek expert. Uh, he is on, uh, we're going to talk about Cameo and OnlyFans in a little while, but uh, someone has suggested that Juan Juan should join this thing called Cameo. And what it is, is that all these kind of stars and celebrities of all kind of like different levels, I guess they, they record a video greeting for you for like a hundred bucks or something. But it depends on what kind of a star you are. You know, I mean, I'm surprised some of the stars that are on there. Uh, some of them start at $400 and like Ed Begley Jr. will like, you know, wish you a happy birthday for 400 bucks. Mm. For 15 seconds, right? Mm. Now, he, he, does he does he need 400 bucks? Unless you do. Is he still alive? He or to, I mean, I doubt it, but maybe he gives it to charity. Yeah, right. Maybe. I would pay any amount for Bill Murray to say literally anything to me. Really? He can tell me that I'm ugly, and I would wow. pay him. Wow. I'd be fine with that. All right. Wow. Okay, a little, <laughs> little peek into right there. there. Wow. Okay, why don't we go on? These are top 10 listener suggestions of segments we should do on the show. Uh, we are on number seven. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> my bun is your bun. The Raven hour. Yeah, right. An hour with Raven. My bun is your bun. Oh, God. I can't fill an hour. 
<laughs> have to uh, sweeten this up. Okay, next, please. Number six, clubbing with club. Clubbing with club. Now, listen, I like this one because all we have to do is we, we made a joke about a couple of weeks ago. Club, you dress up in your Whitey Bulger outfit and we'll just hit everywhere. We won't have to pay any cover charge. You know, they'll probably comp us the bill. Yeah. That's I, do, I do that idea. now and it works pretty good. They, okay, we'll take yeah. your brothers out with you. Will you please? Definitely. Yeah, we'll film it. It'll be fun. Clubbing with club. Uh, next, please. Uh, we have <laughs> jerking with Jocko. How to make beef jerky New York. Wait, New York style. Oh my God. Jerking with Jocko. How to make beef jerky New York style. Is that right? That's a good one. Is there. New York style beef jerky? Is that Probably. A thing? No, only this now. I don't know. I just had to come up with something because we had jerking with Jeff. Anyway, next, please. Right. Number four, uh, the anger issues hour with Agent X. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to listen to that. Yeah. Anyway, I was going to say the unresolved egg issues, but it's too long of a title. Next, please, Raven. These are suggestions from our listeners on segments we should do on the show. Number three, um, how to score in the third grade with the black-eyed kid. Oh, he's... <laughs> wow. They're so scary. Okay, all right. We're going to sweeten this up. It's going to cost a fortune. Okay, where are we? Uh, two. Number two. Huh? Um, we have waiting for a real Superman with Lois Lane. Oh, see, that hurts. That's going to leave him. <laughs> wow. Okay. And number one. Suggestion from listeners of segments we should do on the show. Juan Juan's Military X-Files. Yeah, see, he wants to take over. What? <laughs> hey, listen, I sat there for about a half hour saying, what nasty thing, because you know, we have to finish it on his, you know, name, of course. What, I mean, uh, going through the suggestions. And um, I couldn't think of anything that we could say on the ear that it could, you know, it was going to be like, you know, Living that would fit my brand, a shameful life, or you know, shame free life, or something. Dining out with Juan Juan, dining out with Juan Juan, or, or yeah. something like, Yeah, they gave me two names. What do you, what are you going to do about it? Stuff like that, yeah, like Juan Juan's Rolling Stone beach towel. Where are we now? And then just yeah, do like it. random photos of you and your beach towel, yeah, oh, like, you know? sort of like a Where's Waldo kind Have of thing. Have you seen his beach towel? Um, I can imagine it has a yeah. tongue sticking out that's like, like that. Oh, we are a radio show. It's a huge oh, beach yeah. towel. Wow, I always forget that. Reva TV. You just missed a it's good spot. Huge. Um, anyway, okay, there you go. I like uh, it. So, um, go ahead, please, one, one, say something in your defense. What? <laughs> you mean, well said. So listen. In my defense of my that? beach towel? Well, you do have, yeah, but you have, beach towel don't, you awesome. have a, don't you have a uh, Rolling Stones beach towel? I do. It's uh, hang, beach it was it? hanging up in my room, and oh. I've yet to take it to the beach. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> have you taken it to the dry cleaners yet? I've washed it a few times. It's actually really? so okay. big it becomes oh. a, a a throw cover on my love seat. My love seat the in love my seat. room. I have a love a seat in my room. Owl. Yeah, it's big. Yeah. It's big, but it's well, thin. It's a small love seat. It's kind of thin. Uh. <laughs> it's just okay, listen, you know, for a towel. Do you and the uh, do do you and Mrs. Juan Juan ever sit in a love seat together with the uh, sitting on on the stones towel? It's been a while. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, this is the kind that, of only that particular love seat of. is old and it's uh, not that comfortable anymore. Oh, so wow. so it, it's up in my room. I'm hmm. okay with it. I crash on it sometimes. And, okay. 
you know, I do my, I do the show sometimes mm. from that room. And then when I'm done, I go. Mm-hmm. I crash should we start the it. show all over? What do you say? Want to take a vote? Want to take a vote? Should we start all over? No, this is fun. Yeah, what the hell? <laughs> this is fun. Why don't we do this? Why don't we take a commercial break at all least right. now? If and you insist. Um, we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Macmillan's Military X Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. We'll be right back. Do you know where the world's most secret bases are located? Do you know what spooky action at a distance means? Is there a conspiracy by aliens to prevent us from conquering space? And where is the best place in the United States to see a real UFO? Find the answers to all these questions and more in Mac Maloney's new book, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe. Visit places you never knew existed, the Phantom Tunnels of Tokyo, the UFO Trail in South America, Hong's Hat, and the very mysterious M-Triangle. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe contains hundreds of reports on ghosts, haunted planes and ships, weird celebrity deaths, mysterious sounds, and a breakdown of every monster in America, state by state. You've heard him talk about it on the radio. Now, get all of Mac's paranormal research in one large volume. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe, with a forward by the very famous Juan Juan. On sale now in your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. Maloney's Military Style Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. Well, what a show we have for you. Uh, tonight we're uh, teasing the uh, topic of angels and ghosts in wartime. Angels and ghosts in wartime. We've uh, found a bunch of stories that are about either people seeing either angels or ghosts, or a little bit of both in wartime. We're going to be talking about that. And um, a bunch of other things. But let me introduce the gang. Okay, girls, he's here, the very famous Juan Juan. Hello, Mac. Hello, girls. Welcome to the show. Glad you're with us. Glad all my fans are out there, too. I love it when you have fans. Yes. <laughs> uh, we have to come back and talk to you about that. What one fan wrote yeah. to you just lately. Let me just introduce yeah. everyone else, okay? No, Coco tonight. Coco is out there defending our nation. Um, but um, his fan base might be interested to know that Switchblade Steve Ward is here. And, and happy to be here. Hello, Switchy. And hey, he's, well, uh, Another Denny's breakfast into, uh, into the day. Um, also... Um, our favorite good witch, Raven, is here. Raven, how are you doing tonight? Hello, my friends. I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. You look fantastic, Raven. Spectacular hair tonight. Look at Spectacular hair. So okay. humid, I can't. <laughs> but it looks good. It's like, um, I'm saying like a Xena warrior or something like that. Something in the I'll Xena. take it. Look I'll at her eyebrows. It. I love yeah. Xena. Who does your eyebrows? You yeah. do your eyebrows? I did. I don't have any eyebrows. I drew these on one go. I didn't really? have to do any editing. literally one go normally it's like i start i wipe them off and then i restart like six times Mm. one wow go one go okay the first take so so one go just drawing them in is that the angle save time yeah all right Mm -hmm. okay cool well ask club about his eyebrows okay (laughs) also joining us is uh uh, head of security willie club i'm at hey folks you know i i feel a little uh hesitancy to to respond to uh, that guy with the uh, rug on his head when he talks about my uh, eyebrows but that's okay you know I, I i can take it what's the matter with his eyebrows well he's saying he's he's trying to elude you know that i i don't, don't really have any eyebrows and 
you know. <laughs> I think it's, it's. I wasn't. Wait a minute. You're Holy filling cow. in all kinds of gaps. I wasn't trying to allude to anything. Well, I, think, I, I, think I, I could read it. Attacks one's hairline. <laughs> all, all hair is up for grabs. Uh, no, I was just oh, telling that sound uh, giving facts. I wasn't attacking you. I, okay. I, I think your hairline, like I said, tonight it's uh, it's, um, it's uh, maybe I don't know what a good word is marvelous or marvelous whatever, is a good word. Yes, yeah. right, right. Yeah, you know, <laughs> if it was uh, ten years ago, we could say it's fierce, but now we're going with marvelous. Oh, fierce isn't in anymore. Not anymore. No. Ooh. Anyway, say. <laughs> anyway, so we're all here. And we're uh, going to be talking off and on tonight about angels and ghosts in wartime. Uh, but let me just, uh, first of all, I just want to go to the the email that JJ got. And then we'll go to uh, Raven's story that she had a weird experience in her house today. But um, the we get a letter from a fan who said, uh, you know, love the show, blah, blah, blah. It, when is He says, when is Juan Juan going to join Cameo and how much will it cost? And I had no idea what Cameo was. Of course, I... Google cameo porn sites and came up with like tons of them. I thought it was like, you know, they're doing amateur actors or something. But uh, finally, I got out of the smut department and it turns out that cameo, and you correct me if I'm wrong, and I guess there's a, there's a few of them, where people who are kind of stars, I mean, you you recognize some of them will send you like a video, happy birthday video greeting, 15 seconds for like $300, $400, depending on uh, you know, what kind of star you are. Like, like I'm amazed. Ed Bagley Jr., for instance, you can have him, you know, wish your mother happy birthday for, you know, 300 bucks or something. And um, and Victor Wap is there. Victor Wap, as it turns out, you can you can get him for 50 bucks. You know what? That's you know, reasonable. I'm sure yeah, you got to start somewhere, right? Um, so anyway, so so it, 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 it turns out that, that you know, we, you, yeah. us, we, could probably qualify to be on this thing one one because there are people on there that you have no idea who they are. You know, right. we just uh, we're hitting a uh, sixty thousand download very soon, so oh, people man. know who you are. So, what do you say? You want to want to do some cheesecake or something? Uh, you you haven't been the first person to ask me to do that, and I think I would like <laughs> to like you to take uh take you up on that if I'm in the right frame of mind. You know, a couple of beers, okay. uh, maybe some Irishman whiskey. And then I'm ready well, to go. It's expensive already. Raven, Raven's going to be yeah, the okay. director. Okay. All yeah. right. I'll do it. Yeah. I'll do it. I don't I'll, care. I'll, Listen, send me, a, send me a six-pack of Blue Moon. Okay. We'll call That's it all. even. That's all. Blue Moon. Make sure you pay taxes on it, though. They'll arrest okay. you. Now, look at... All right, one. All right. So it, I'm going to give them back. I'm going to say a soft yes to the okay. fan. Okay. Yeah. How's that? You're thinking about it. Yeah. Okay. It's going to be... Okay. Neat and tidy. Sweet okay. and sexy. You're gonna wear clothes, or you're gonna? Yeah, so, uh oh. Oh uh -oh. man, really? I Sexy. hate clothes. No, I can, I'm not gonna wear any clothes. Oh, no, I'm gonna go. Might you wear that speedo you have when you wear yeah. it in the studio? <laughs> I might have to wear a bra. <laughs> Sheesh. My upper, bo my upper bottom oh, doesn't look wow. that great. A man's ear. A man's ear. <laughs> a man's right. ear. <laughs> right for his boobs. <laughs> his boobs. <laughs> How do we get down this road? Uh, where do we? Where do we go? Or at least Let's, a training bra. Okay, so something. he's thinking about it. That's something. Yeah. Think about appearing on cameo. Starting at 50 bucks, let's say, right? Yeah. 50 bucks to say, uh, hello, Grandma, I love you. Happy birthday. Right. Can you do that? So it doesn't have to be a video, Grandma. It's just going to be audio, right? No, no. These are video. Yeah. Okay. All, all, right. all right. All right. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So right. draw your eyebrows on. Draw your eyebrows Wear <laughs> something sexy and say, hey, Beverly, whoever. Yeah. How you doing? Yeah. Happy 80th. Yeah. 
Happy 80th birthday. You're my best friend, Beverly. You're doing great. (laughs) Hey. Yeah, I like it. Hey, sweetheart. Okay. All right, let's do it. I think we should do I think we should do it and see how many people, you know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there was uh, five minutes of fun. So listen, Raven, let's just go to you because you um, sent me an email earlier today. You said you had a weird occurrence in your house the other day. We love weird occurrences. What happened? Yeah. So as most of you know, um, my, my black lab passed away, um, at the beginning of June. And so that's been, you know, we're just going, going through everything and missing her like crazy. So we're, we're doing good. And it's Sunday. It's beautiful out. We let our other dog outside. Um, he's a beagle. His name is Scotch. He's amazing. He's a Gemini. And um, so we have him out in the backyard. And I, we were just like watching TV. And so like the way my house is set up, like the front door, you walk in and it's the living room. And then the back of the house is like kitchen and then the backyard. So we're at a distance that's the farthest away from myself and my dog as you can be basically yep we're watching tv everything's fine and all of a sudden i hear what sounds like a dog like shaking themselves off and you hear their jingling of their collar yeah yeah and so i look at my husband and i said i thought that you let scotch outside and he's like he is outside and i'm Mm. like you didn't just hear that and so i'm like a hundred percent like no like there's a dog in this house. It sounded like it was six feet away from me. Yeah, it yeah, was man. so close. Mm. And it sounded like they were just like, you know, itching their ears, you know, whatever. <laughs> and you could hear their little jingling of the collar. Right. Doing dog and, things. Yeah. And I was so sure of it. I like got up thinking that I was going to see Scotch right next to where my husband was sitting, which was like, you know, like I said, five, six feet away from me. Okay. No one there. Wow. And I'm like, no. And so I go out back, I get scotch, I bring him in and I'm like, I'm like, that was so crazy. And like, you know, my husband's like looking at me like I'm, I'm insane. And I'm like, I just heard a dog in Mm -hmm. here. And I'm like, I know I sound like, like I'm just losing my mind. But I said, I feel like that was Luxio. That was my lab. Yeah, yeah, And maybe she's still here. Maybe she's, you know, watching us. Maybe she's hanging out with us. Of course she is. Yeah, yeah. You know, because like we miss her terribly, of course. Yeah, nice. That'd be nice. And she misses yeah, you. And it was, it was, it was just the weirdest thing that it was so clear as day, vivid. Right. Yeah. I I can't even explain it any other way. And that's that's the only explanation I can come up with was that was Luxio, and she was in like right next to the spot that she, she always used to sit in because what she liked to do was um she would rub her whole head against our sofa, and oh, that was I, the spot I heard it from. I do that. Mm. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Um, but it was it was so bizarre and it's like it just makes me feel like you know she's she's still here she's still watching mm. us she's still with us yeah so I mean, it makes me feel really good and this was right out of the blue right after life was... oh the, totally out of the blue yeah. this was yeah, yeah. You know, normal if, day if, you know, it has to be for every living creature i don't think it's, it's just for humans you know what this reminds me of switch remember uh em told the story once uh she used to and emily minimize used to dress oh, yeah. a couple years ago and um she told this story about, and it's and it's, it's kind of like that same kind of thing where she um, she was working and she had to like come home in the afternoon or something and and get into some kind of attire to address some to go to some kind of thing later that night. She was in her house, kind of getting ready. She heard her heard her mother come in, and you know once again doing like the mother things, you know, hear the hear the door slam, hear you know hang up her keys, walk into the kitchen, like take the trash out and stuff like that. She heard, and she's like, well, you know, yelling down, hey, mom, you know, I'm just getting ready for the dinner tonight. And she's like having a conversation with her. And she went down and her mother wasn't there. 
And and she immediately called her mother. Her mother was still at her office. Yeah. Oh, it's, oh I got chills. You know, yeah. so it's almost like, I don't know what it is. You know, it's almost like, you know, something's happening in another place and you just happen to hear it or see it or, you know, you know what I mean? It's, but it's always something yeah. familiar. Always something very, very familiar, you know? Yeah. We had to put down one of our cats. Uh, he, he was Doc and he was the coolest cat ever. And then after that, uh, uh, Sarah, my wife is a little, little more sensitive than I am, certainly. And she would see him like just out of the corner of her eye, like jumping off tables onto the floor or whatever, every oh, wow. once in a while for a yeah. period of time after he was gone. He, he was he was so cool that one time she had a uh, like a migraine and she was laying in bed and he came up and was like massaging her temple. He was just pushing his little paw. Right really? Where he must have sensed the heat or whatever coming off it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I bet, yeah. He was just the, you know how they all have personalities, but he, yeah, he yeah. was just so cool. Yeah, the, the, I'll tell you, the creepiest Aww. stories are about, and, and I, I can remember my aunt and uncle telling me this years ago, you know, they had this, you know, an Irish um, retriever, right? Is that what they call him? Irish, Irish, Irish setter. Irish setter. And, um, you know, just had this dog forever. And, uh, you know, he'd sleep on the floor in their bedroom. They were a retired couple. And, uh, you know, he was just like a peaceful kind of hang loose dog. But they said one night he got up in the middle of the night and he starts barking like crazy. And he runs in the kitchen. And we talked about this before. And it's almost like he has someone cornered in the corner, barking oh. like crazy, like crazy. You know, and this is a very, very kind of mild mannered dog. And, and like as if someone was there, you know. And that, you know, so it's almost like cats and dogs, they can see stuff we can't. Sometimes they say kids Definitely. can see stuff we can't. Yep. It's like that Absolutely. whole, it's, it's creepy. Absolutely. And I feel like, I feel 100% like Scotch can, he'll be laying on the couch, minding his own business. Sometimes mm-hmm. he's completely asleep. And then out of nowhere, he wakes up and he's just staring at yeah, nothing. Really, yeah. I can't see it. Yeah, yeah. And his ears are up and he's, mm-hmm. and he's not mad or anything, which yeah. is why, like, I think, whatever's here is incredibly peaceful you know he's not growling but it it's crazy how and like my um my niece one time was um playing in her house and with her toys and all of a sudden my sister called me as soon as she heard this she hears my niece say hi grandma Mm -hmm. and then just continues to play she didn't have a living grandparent oh wow so there was literally no reason that 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 would happen you know what i mean so it was so creepy and i'm like ew kids are so gross i don't want them yeah yeah (laughs) i i saw a thing on youtube not to get real nuts with this but it was like 10 creepy things that people have heard kids say and it's stuff like that they'll know details about a a grandparent who you know had passed on years before they were born and stuff and just very very kind of creepy you know so wow anyway there's there's also a thing called a fetch which it's not quite the same thing like for instance um, in, in like medieval England, for some reason, they had a lot of them. Like there would be, um, <clears throat> they would see a strange girl. Like there's a, there's a, there's a story where the strange girl came to a, a schoolhouse one day and she wasn't a student, but she thought she, she was supposed to be there. It was like, you know, she thought she was supposed to be there. They didn't know who she was. And so they were kind of, the, the teacher had us, you know, sitting down and asking her questions and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden the kids look at the window and there's the same kid looking in the window. Same Ooh. duplicate kid. Yeah. And they call it a, it happens a lot and they call it a fetch. A fetch. For some reason. Yeah, so. That sounds um almost like, like you're preying on people like, like fetch. Like I'm going to see if this, this bait. Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know what I mean? Like it's almost not, I'm in. It, it's like a, a, what's the word I'm looking for? Evil? Fetch. <laughs> no, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I know. It, that, that to me, anything having to do with 
you know, like kids can be creepy, but also that kind of stuff, you know? Yeah, like because they're just, vulnerable, so they're not going to know. Yeah. We have to get the black-eyed kid on. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> <I'm just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do an hour with him. I just want to tell you this one story that I just, I read today um, that really kind of, um, you know, kind of blew my mind a little bit because it's so kind of simplistic. And this is uh, reports from these Marines in Afghanistan. This is actually 2017. Now, these guys are out in the middle of, you know, Afghanistan, okay? And there's no one around. Uh, they have this kind of little outpost. And uh, they're always uh, looking for, you know, people who are going to attack them or whatever. So, um, you know, night falls. And one of the, you know, one of the people on guard duty uh, spots someone standing up in this, uh, they call them berms in, in that part of the world. But it's kind of like a, you know, like a high, a, not, not such a high hill, almost like the top of a sand dune type of thing. About only about like 150 feet away from them, so it's kind of close, half a football field, and um, and the person was just standing there with their back to them. Now this is odd, with their back to the soldiers. Now in Afghanistan, you don't do this, you know what I mean? They'll shoot you, you know. If you, you know, they'll th they'll assume you're an enemy, any kind of war zone, but you don't do this. So anyway, uh, they they're calling to this guy. They're calling, you know, you know, what are you doing? Who are you? Whatever. And they don't move. They don't say anything. And so they have to call back to headquarters. Hey, we have this thing. You know, what do we do? do we, you know, is it a hostile? What are we going to do? And they said, just, you know, you know, observe, don't do anything. So this person stood there for three hours with their back uh, to these soldiers. And the soldiers trying to, you know, talk to it and so on and so forth. So finally, someone gets uh, what are night vision goggles, which are basically infrared goggles that you can see at night. You can see heat at night. And it did not show up. Mm -mm. On the night vision goggles, mm. okay, and you know, there's reports. The guy wrote a report about it, and you know, it's documented and stuff like that. And and then and then it just like you know, it wasn't there anymore. Now the weird thing is that's weird enough, but the weird thing is is they uh, like two or three months later, someone and another other soldiers in another part of the country um, uh, talked about uh, one night where there were two figures, you know, kind of standing near their camp um, with their backs turned to them. Um, and did not show up on night, night vision goggles, so they say. So, you know, stuff like that. You know, it isn't, isn't like some kind of crazy creature or anything Ugh. like that. It's just that kind of, you know, creepiness, you know, of like someone is there. You don't know what they are. They don't yeah. care. You got to throw out the whole person. Yeah, really. No, so, no thanks. Yeah, angels. Oh, that's creepy. That's so um, creepy. Oh. Listen, we're talking to about the uh, the British radio. We've talked about this before. This is kind of like a haunted radio in England, right, Raven? Up, <clears throat> this is weird. It is. I'm sorry. No, Russia. Okay. It is. Apparently, it uh, just kind of plays, just kind of white noise, static, and every so often you hear, like, words and and kind of like disembodied. Um, I, I guess I don't even know if words is like the right way to put it, but. Okay. Um, it's and and it's it's just really mysterious and creepy and mm -hmm. nobody claims to run it mm -hmm. it's just can't you unplug it 24 7 365 it's always going yeah 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 that's um um sometimes they call those um not ghost radios or something they sometimes you hear um like almost like moss code on them sometimes you hear people saying stuff and they're, they're russian based a lot of cuban based too you know giving phrases that are like code words or stuff like that. I'm thinking pirate stations or something. But right, right. Private radio stations. Pirate, yeah. Yeah. And spies have been known, you know, to use them. But then in other cases, people say, well, why would they be doing this certain things and certain, uh, you know, breaking certain kind of spy protocols and stuff? It's really kind of strange. 
Um, I used to subscribe to a radio magazine that would list uh, people would listen for those things, and they they'd say, and sometimes they would call themselves, you know, some kind of a ghost radio station, and they'd play rock music or whatever uh, somewhere just goofing around. Right. But, yeah, uh, yeah. But also, if you got to have like a CB radio. If mm-hmm. you uh, the frequencies above the CB mm-hmm. and below yeah. are they call them uppers and lowers and oh. people would get uh, special units where they they doctor them where they could talk on those and they're not supposed to. If you really? go you go that like the one to forty channels on the CB and then you go up to the uppers for a ways. If you keep going up, you'll hit the ten meter band legitimate ham radio that you have mm-hmm. to be licensed for. But I, I you can monitor those on a shortwave radio mm-hmm. and I used to monitor those and once in a blue moon well sometimes you'd hear people you know doing skip. Like they, they kept because of the atmospheric conditions, right? And uh, they were doing a lot of stuff like ham radio people would do, but it was it was illegal. Once in a while, you'd hear somebody that was apparently they were usually used for like government uh, uh, connections for right. whatever, sure, you know, and sometimes very mundane stuff. But so once in a while, you'd hear somebody radio back and forth where you could tell it was some kind of a legitimate government thing. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, it was it's, it's a lot of was a lot of fun. <laughs> A spy, a spy to spy kind of uh, language. Was was yeah, there a movie about that? Yeah. What was the movie that was out there that? Uh, uh, yeah, there's a guy. He's stuck in a radio station during the war with some yeah. chick, and yeah. Nazis try to uh, the Russians try to come in and get him or something. Right. Ghost radio. That doesn't sound right, but yeah, those things are out there. That's kind of strange, but like I wonder if they're if the modern age is you know you know kind of make those things obsolete. You know, using a radio. Morse code and stuff is weird. I think it was a it was a thrill for some people to have a pirate radio station. Sometimes they were offshore; they would be in a boat, mm-hmm. but they'd usually be very temporary. Uh, I haven't read up on them for a long time, but like I say, they would monitor them and document them and say what what name they were calling themselves. And sometimes they'd be talking political stuff. Sometimes it would be playing rock music, and uh, it, usually it wasn't wasn't terribly serious. They were just right, moving yeah. around like like we did this and we didn't get caught. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, well, what about so, a radio that was broadcasting, uh, like a news report or the you know, President Roosevelt or something, some kind of broadcast that occurred 40, 50 years ago, maybe even longer, and it's all of a sudden it's playing like it just happened on a radio that's you know, not even plugged mm-hmm. in, some some crazy thing. Yeah, like that's that. a place that's that, that's a radio in in England where they still hear like uh, Winston Churchill giving speeches in Parliament and stuff. And, yeah, yeah. You know, they've unplugged it. They've taken like tubes out. <laughs> Had an Air Force base, a Royal Air Force base somewhere, and no one can figure it out. But you know, now yeah. I'm thinking, well, it, well, it's hap- it's happened, it's been happening for a long time. But I'm thinking these days you could probably punk something like that, you know? But, yeah, uh, yeah. I, like these days, I feel like that'd be easy. But I mean, even 20 years ago, right? Yeah. I mean, was like hacking. Yeah, like, you could you could fake that yeah, out. That wouldn't I guess. have been easy, right? You know, you, you see a lot of you know, England has a lot of this stuff, and and what you see a lot in England is what they call ghost lights. And, and, you know, there's been people who have seen, like, you know, spitfires and hurricanes and everything, you know, flying over these old airfields in London. Because airfields during World War II, they were literally just fields, you know. They weren't even airports. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people still see, they, they hear them, they see them. You know, it's like they can't, it's like, you know, they're someplace else, like the like your dog or something. And all of a sudden, you know, right. something happens and they're here for a little while and then gone. Ghost planes. Enough for them to see them. I wonder. You know, um, ghost planes, almost- yeah. Yeah, like it's almost like they exist on a plane of of reality that like the living yeah. can't can't see and see? doesn't get, right. you know. And maybe that's why dogs and kids can because they're not as jaded as as adults are. Yep. And maybe maybe it just makes sense to them. And seeing you know seeing 
ghost planes on an airfield that must be normal because we're not in a state where we're going to imagine things you know we're not going to see a ghost dog run by but it's it's crazy like I, i always wonder that like if it's just like literally just like you know we're we're existing on plane a but there's this whole other world happening on plane b right that's what you're the, a parallel universe that's what they, i mean they right? proved that they proved it in <clears throat> physics that there are that there are you know the multiverse where there's there's so many universes you can't it, they're impossible to count and and there are literally like this a universe somewhere that is exactly like the world we live in now except there's one extra grain of sand on a beach somewhere right Okay. And I mean, that, that's how thin they slice these things. And, and, you know, maybe sometimes they just kind of touch or, you know, overlap or something. That, you know? Yes. That's like, it just kind of slips through that veil and it's to us, right. angel is the only, and, right. that, and I'm good with that because that's obvious. That's a very comforting thing to know that somebody's looking at you. Somebody's watching you. Mm-hmm. It's comforting. Um, yes. It's freaky when kids and animals yeah. space out, you know, I, no, no thanks. But well, I got to, uh, I got to throw it to, to club. You've told the story before, but you got to tell that story about the kid when you're watching the war movie. Yeah, you know, it, it's. I don't know if you want to call it reincarnation or whatever, but you know, it's a, it, here's a situation. You know, growing up, we had a next door neighbor, uh, to a good friend of mine, and he had a younger brother, and uh, we had a situation one time. We we're probably I don't know, 10, 12 years old, and his younger brother was probably about five or six tops. And we had one instance one day where uh, they were over my house. It was after school. It was a rainy day. Normally, we'd be out playing ball. But uh, because of the weather, we I had them in my house. I, I happen to have a TV. There weren't a lot of televisions in our neighborhood at the time. And they never had a TV. Their family was pretty strict. So anyways, we were there one afternoon. My mother was at work. And uh, uh, Every in those days, they used to play a lot of movies on regular one of the three major channels, and yep. uh, one was uh, always seen to be war movies. Channel four. Yeah, I guess it was because there was only two at that time. In fact, yeah, the afternoon movie or something. And we had the movie on, and we were just fooling around, not doing much. But but his his brother was uh, watching the, the TV. He was fascinated with it because, like I say, they never had a television. So they always enjoyed uh, coming over to our house to, to watch TV, no matter what was on. Right. And he just sat there and we we're goofing off. And all of a sudden he started screaming and pointing at the screen. There was a combat scene uh, going, going on where uh, the uh, American army, I don't know if it was back to Bataan or one of them, and he got shot, one of the soldiers. And um, my friend's little brother started yelling and screaming, uh, and he was pointing to his arm and uh, he had a uh, like a birthmark or something on his arm. Uh, I, that's me. I shot. I shot. And he was screaming wow. and he oh. was actually correcting the the TV thing. He, he said, no, that, not like that or something. But he, he really went, you know, he really went berserk in a way. Mm. And uh, so finally, we you know, we had to calm him down. So I went out, went out in the kitchen and we got a couple of devil dogs or something and <laughs> cut the drinks. TV off. You know, <laughs> yeah. and that, that sort of calmed him down. But he was talking about that he got shot and he was pointing to this mark he has in his, in his arm. And so anyways, you know, we forgot all about it. And uh, a couple of days later, uh, he was outside, the little brother and I, what you do when you're a kid, you know, you, you tease other people. 
So I teased him. I kept pointing my finger at him, bang, bang, bang. I'm going to shoot you. And he went nuts again. Mm. He ran in the house. Oh. His mother came running out and she said, don't you ever tease him again. And anyways, my, my friend uh, was telling me that uh, after that day, um, well, I guess even before that, at night, uh, he and his brother slept in the same room. They, they, and we had small, small houses. And yep. So they slept in the, in the same rollout bed. And at night, his brother would get up in the middle of the night screaming and yelling, oh, talking about that he was shot, he shot a gun, and they talked about war and the army. And um, anyways, um, it got to the point that um, he had to, uh, they had to take the brother out of the room. He couldn't sleep at night wow. with his younger brothers doing all that. And uh, this went on, I, I, for, I, I guess, for months that he went through this episode where all of a sudden he would wake up with these nightmares and he would talk about things. He would tell the parents and say to him, you know, what's the matter? What's the matter? And he, he'd talk about shot with a gun. Uh, mm. And he would talk about, uh, he, he said something, he'd call him Jap, Japanese, something like that. And he's, he's five years old. Wow. He had never seen anything on television. They never had a TV. So it's not like he knew about the war or any mm. of that stuff. His family was very tight on that stuff. They didn't like, I think his father was in the war and I think that was part of the problem. We never yeah. knew that, but, but so he knew nothing, but he would talk to them about this. They went to the, the family had him go to some kind of a doctor or something like right. a psychiatrist. Yeah. He basically found out that he's, he's reliving something. And uh, anyways, if you read up on reincarnation, one of the things about these military debts, a lot of them are soldiers or military people who were in a war and died before their time, mm -hmm. generally, you know, under the age of 21. And so anyways, he even had a different name. He, he, the name he called himself was different than that. So anyways, it, it came to light that apparently when these people do come back and some of them do come back, they, their birthmarks tend to be where they, were, where they died. Wow. Where they were shot. And, and that's what he kept doing. I, I'll never forget that day when he kept Man. pointing to that and screaming. And, so, and I don't remember a lot anymore. But mm -hmm. anyways, I asked his brother years later, I saw him. And I said, you know, how's, uh, how's Bobby doing? And he said, you know, it went away, you know, after we went through a rough time with him for about six months or so. And then it never came up again. He said, and now, you know, he's very successful. He's graduated college and didn't impair, and didn't impair him after that. Right. But if you, if you study about reincarnation, it, it's amazing the things that, that come up. But one of the things is that these, most people that come back usually have died in a violent way mm -hmm. long before their time is due. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and they also say that the, these young people that have these nightmares and memories, they fade usually by the time they're seven or eight years old because at that time their brain is developed and they right. no longer have any, you might say, room in there for that. Right. But there's a lot more to the story, but I didn't want to go on, but that's the basic. Man. It's, uh, I, I think of it every now and again. Yeah. Well, just the whole idea of, you know, seeing a kid go crazy for yeah. such an odd reason, you know, that, that in itself is kind of disturbing in a way, you know? Yeah. Um, what's what's yeah. the book that was written? I have a comment about parallel universes if we have time. Yeah, sure. What's the but book that was written Father, about a, a uh, pilot? Guido Sarducci on Saturday Night yes. Live. Yes. Sure. Well, he was on one time and he said that they had discovered this parallel universe. And mm. he goes on this long litany of everything that's the same. And then he says, except for one thing. Mm. And yes. he says, you know how we hold a corn, corn on the cob yeah. horizontally yeah. to eat it? 
in this other parallel universe, they hold it vertically. The yeah, okay. That's the only difference in this yes. entire parallel universe. Yeah, okay. Do we have a punchline? That's a curse. That was it. Okay. That was it. What a pain that would be. That's uh, Father Guido Sadducci, the, the cool priest, was his bit on. Uh, yeah, he was, he was so funny. You know, he did a he did a book where he had sent letters to people under the name of Laszlo Toth, and there were things <laughs> like he, he got a he got his bag of M and M's, and one of them was kind of misshapen. So he wrote about how he got this deformed M&M and oh, how yeah. he was so disappointed because of the purity of M&Ms. Yeah, and, yeah. But and people would write back. The companies would always take these things seriously. <laughs> yeah. so he, he would yeah. print the letter that he got back. I mean, he would write politicians, companies or whatever. And it's, it's just just hilarious mm -hmm. to see his letter and then the response from whatever. Now, let me uh, let me just address the elephant in the room, because maybe Switchy doesn't know what graphic he's put behind him. I well, love it. What do you mean the elephant in the room? It looks good. <laughs> but uh, in your room, in my butt, it uh, looks like the Chippendale dances. Uh, is that uh, a favorite of yours, uh, Switchy? Well, no, it was, I, I meant to put it up earlier. I was trying to find the right image for Juan Juan in, in this uh, oh, new endeavor he's thinking about, uh, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. partaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm not like ripped like those guys. You're guys, just as ripped, right? Those guys I know are ripped. You are. Look at okay. Don't be modest. No, I'm not. Yep, he is ripped. I can show uh, you yeah. right now, but I am not ripped. <laughs> Neither those, am I. It's okay. <laughs> those four guys probably wouldn't be interested in you, Raven. They'd be interested in the wrong one. But they listen. would not be interested in me at all. Well, They'd be you like, know. you're a garbage person. No, Next. no, no. <laughs> Take a look at him and think of the subtext is what I'm talking about. I have uh, since it since it was there a disturbing image for some, I decided to change it. Good. There, there, there's a real Chippendale. Um, thund thunder from down under. Thunder <laughs> from down under. The Vegas one. There you go. Hey, listen. So he changed it to two male chipmunks who've been living together for 40 years. Come on. <laughs> anyway. I love chipmunks. So um Do you have Bert and Ernie? Bert and Ernie. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell you, man. People have written books about Bert and Ernie. Jesus. So, yeah, we watched screaming. the Muppet special the other night, how they put the Muppets together. It, it was it's unbelievable. It? I never watched the Muppets, but man oh man, what went on behind the scenes there? Wait, the and, Muppets and those were the same thing? I thought the Muppets were different from Sesame Street. No, what's uh Bert and Ernie uh the Muppets, yeah, right? The Muppets, yeah. yeah. They sure are, yep. Sesame right. Street. Okay. Sesame Street is yeah, the Muppets on Sesame I don't know. The, the, Wait, are they yeah, the public television? Yeah. Pub yeah, okay. I yeah, thought this, they were different all well, this time. My life is a lie. <laughs> well, they happened. The Muppets were on Sesame Street, but the Muppets were everywhere. They yeah, had they movies. Were. They had their own TV show. Yeah, yeah. Miss, you know, yeah. Miss Piggy. Yeah. Big, you know, I think Disney owns them now. The two, um, the two old guys in the theater ragging on everything. Yeah, oh, right. Right. They were oh, the this, best. <laughs> it's so like life. You know, I mean, there are people who are literally like that. Um, <laughs> so just getting back to this war, uh, this angels and ghosts and what time? I was reading this other story too in uh, Mac Maloney's haunted universe. On sale everywhere. One of the entries was I kind of forgot about writing it, to tell you the truth, but it was a story about um, we were looking for angels in wartime. And there's um, now this is in China before World War II started with Japan, but it's in the 30s and Japan is at war with China. And they're doing like horrible things they're, like bombing undefended cities and the worst and war crimes and stuff. So anyway, this guy's a missionary and <clears throat> he uh, heard the story from this friend of his who was Japanese that um, the, the, this. Um, commander of this um, bombing unit had just been executed in Tokyo. And the reason he was executed was he was he was leading a, um, a bunch of bombers to bomb this undefended Chinese town. And he says that he saw an angel um, appear out of the clouds that actually stopped his airplane in flight. 
And um, he tried to go around it. You know, he's thinking this is some kind of a weather thing, uh, headwinds, whatever. Tried to go around and tried to do all these different things. And, uh, and he couldn't. And he said every time he looked in front of him, he saw an angel holding him back from bombing the city. Mm. As nutty as it sounds. He turns around. He goes back to, you know, his air base. And they execute him for uh, dis disobeying orders. Now, the exact same day, this missionary got a letter from a friend of his who was Chinese who saw the same thing, but from the ground. He said, I have to tell you something. You know, these Japanese planes come to bomb us, but what looked like an angel was in the sky and stopped them. And they turned around and stuff. And it's like, wow. You know, I mean, to hear one story is kind of nutty, but to hear it from two different types of two different points of view, like the uh, like the coin helicopter uh, incident switchy, right? You know, right. where the people in the helicopter see the flying saucer, but, you know, encounter the helicopter, but people on the ground actually see it too. You know, it's right. almost like triangulating. Here's that word again. So stuff like that does happen, you know? Absolutely. Matt, can I uh, bring up a uh, an incident yes. that we, we talked about a few months back, the um, miracle at Fatima? Yes. In uh, Portugal with the mm -hmm. operations of the Virgin Mary. And as you know, that happened back in uh, 1917, which was uh, in the middle of World War One. And uh, I, I can recall from uh, reading this, but uh, during that period of those six months or whatever it was that the Virgin Mary appeared to those children in, uh, in Fatima, the Portuguese army was fighting in World War One. They fought mostly in Africa. Mm -hmm. And they weren't a very large contingent, but, you know, they were over there fighting. And uh, so anyways, uh, they uh, took significant losses during the war. They took like seven or 8,000 deaths, and that's a lot for them in that mm -hmm. time. Anyways, during that period that, that the uh, apparitions were happening, um, they were in the middle of some pretty fierce battles. And um, included there was the uncle of one of the uh, three people that, that saw the uh, Virgin Mary. Mm -hmm. He was fighting in this battle along with the other members of his platoon. And they were getting all getting wiped out. And all of a sudden, there was this uh, bright light from the sky. And as he described it, it seemed very similar to what the, the children had uh, encountered when they had their uh, you know, sessions with the, uh, with the Virgin Mary. The and anyways, what happened was, this bright light came up on the battlefield when they were being overrun in their foxholes. And all of a sudden, they were guided out of there because they were trying, they were in the process of retreat. Right. But they really just got blindsided with, you know, they were, you know, they were captured, they were cornered. So, uh -huh. anyways, they followed this light and it got them out of there and uh, they were all saved. But again, they they see it as being an angel. They they saw something really bright, and mm -hmm. but the fact that it happened the same period when when all that was going on at Fatima, right? And one of them was the the father or the uncle of one of the kids. I found that really, uh, you know, interesting. Uh, but you know, and they didn't know at the time. The other important thing is they didn't know anything about what was going on in Fatima during those six months. Yeah, but they were right, in a yes. war. Okay, yep. and. They, the families thought they were dead because the reports were coming back to the village that uh, the, the village, uh, that uh, the group that was there fighting the platoon or the squad, they were all from that village. Yep. And reports were coming back that all of the, uh, the soldiers involved in that were getting wiped out. 
And um, so they had assumed, the, the village people, that, that these four or five men were dead too. And mm-hmm. they came back and they explained, but they knew nothing about what was going on. So, you know, it, it's really fascinating, the stories like that. It really makes you think. Right. Yeah, the, um, the whole Fatima thing is interesting too, because, because I mean, if you, if you take the religiousity out of it, if you take religion yeah. out of it, this is what happened. These three shepherd kids, you know, in Portugal, really poor, 1916, 17, very much of a rural country and also had a very authoritarian government. Uh, which was anti-Catholic. And, um, but these three kids come home one day and they said, we, we saw this you know, apparition of the uh, BVM, the Blessed Virgin Mary and Catholicism, Christ's mother. And uh, she talked to us and so on and so forth. And she said, uh, I'll be back here at the exact same time, place in a month. So the kids go back with like two or three people and the people don't see the apparition, but the kids do, and they know it because they fall to their knees immediately. Right. And they start having this conversation with this, you know, basically this inverse, in, invisible person. Uh, and then the person says, the apparition says, I'll see you here next month, same time. And so like more people come. So anyway, this becomes a big controversy as more people find out about it. At one point, the government like locks the kids up and it's crazy. But it, it, I think I think nine months into this thing, so many people have heard it that now there's like 50,000 people in this field. Now this is documented, 50,000 people in this field. And what they saw was they saw the sun move. You know, they saw a bright object in the sky, which they took to be the sun, that it, it was a rainy day. And it, and, it, and it came so close to them that, that people's clothes were dried, okay, from the heat. Now what's crazy about it is that this isn't reported by just some religious nuts. This is reported by the newspapers at the time, which were, government newspapers, anti-Catholic newspapers, yet they had eyewitness and, and true accounts of what they saw, and people could never figure out what it was. It was like this mass UFO slash hallucination religious experience that happened to 50,000 people, man. That's, that's a football stadium full of people who saw this thing. Uh, just very creepy. It, it'd, be, it'd be cool to do a movie or something and take the religion out of it and really kind of look at what what it might have been because and then these and then one of the kids wrote um a letter to the pope and the the um you know the the the, the he opened up the first two letters some pope in the 50s and then uh, he said i'm not going to open up the third letter you know until i die or she dies or something like that and so the third letter was unopened for a long time you've heard about this i'm sure yeah. right so so in in the late 70s there was actually a pope now they had pope paul ii okay and he was the groovy pope everyone knows he was like the celebrity, but there was also a, there was also a pope, for, and he was only a pope for like two or three months. And as Pope Paul the first, okay. And the rumor is is that he finally opened the letter, read it, and had a heart attack and died. And that's Love why it. you know Pope Paul, you know. So whatever it said in the letter, I don't think they've ever said it. But one of these kids, they became nuns, or the two girls became nuns, and they were religious forever. But, well, um, what, let me just correct that. Two of them died. In the 1918 COVID uh, mm. pandemic, the two youngest, the boy oh, really? and the girl. Okay. Yep. And at that time, before they died, the oldest uh, member of the group, they were all cousins, yep. was told by that apparition that they were going to die. She, mm. she was told that her two cousins would be dead. And I, I don't know what it said within a year or whatever. Wow. So she was told that. So Yes. And she lived into, into her 90s. Wow. But the two of them uh, died. As... She became a cloistered nun or something, yeah. right? Something along those lines. Yeah. Yeah. The weird. only thing was, I got to tell you, there was a movie that came out about a year ago. 
Mm. And it, it, I was I was all excited to see it. Started to watch it. And you know who played a starring role in it? Oh, Harvey Keitel. Wow. Oh, yeah. Paycheck. Really? No, yeah. I just couldn't picture Harvey Keitel in he, that role. He was the, the priest that whatever he, he was the priest that was listening to the story by the yeah. nun. So it was always a the, the flashback situation. And he was uh, taking it all in, taking notes and everything. Yeah, it was kind of a wow. weird role. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I wonder why that condo. Hmm. But to finish it off, uh, yeah. you, I think you've all heard of Ingo Swan, and we talked yep. about this. Oh, but yeah. You remote, the, you're sort of the, one of the chiefs of remote viewing. He wrote a book not long before he died. And in there, he talked about the, uh, the, the apparitions of Fatima. Yes. Um, and uh, he was a atheist. Mm -hmm. However, his conclusion, and he was a guy who did all kinds of research, his conclusion is that he believed it. And here's the person who was an atheist, a big scientist, who, of course, most of them are atheists. So that leads a little bit to it. I mean, someone of that credibility that, uh, you know, but anyways. Uh, did, he, did he say, what did he say happened? Basically what we think happened? Yeah. You know, I have the book somewhere, but I, I don't know where it mm -hmm. is now. But if I ever find it. But yeah, he, he did a lot of research. He, he spent, uh, I guess he spent a few years on it. Mm. He went over to Portugal a few times. He did all kinds of things. Yeah. I guess and after he was like from that. And each apparition uh, club, remember, I've I read a part of it. And he goes into great detail in each one. He mm -hmm. and analyzes it. There's, yeah, right. there's some really interesting ones. There's one that almost sounds like a landed craft where they see the woman, the lady, inside a door. And she's crying. And it's mm. like sort of, I'm, I'm not, it's not really an H-shaped craft, but they, uh, of course, she, uh, she's crying for the fate of the world and so forth. Right. But uh, it's a really interesting book. It's always that angle, too, like Lords, the Lady, the one, the, uh, there's one that Lords mm -hmm. France, right, near, where, where people, if you get water from Lords, I know that, you know, relatives who have got water from Lords and, and um, you, know, uh, claim, you know, said that they, they swear that it helped them recover from, uh, you know, some kind of ailment, you know, which you hear a lot of, mm. but um, the same thing where there's, apparition to these kids it's the blessed virgin mary i think or an angel but that's always like you know the world's going to go to war you have to pray for peace and so on it's it's always kind of like the same message and there's another one too it's, it's a little more recent it was in Medjugorje, Medjugorje, yugoslavia well this is probably early 90s or so before yugoslavia you know got you know, destroyed in that war but it's the same thing these three kids would see this uh apparition uh every month at this little chapel and they had at, at this point now you have video cameras and stuff watching it and it's the same thing where you you do not see who they're talking to, but I've seen film of this. And when it appears, the three kids immediately go to their knees. I mean, go to their knees, you know, immediately. And it's kind of like, wow, you can you can't choreograph that, you know? Something must be happening to these kids, and have some kind of a conversation and so on. And um, uh, yeah, so club it's, is uh, holding up a, a bottle of okay, uh, water from Lords. Well, I don't know really. Yeah. I don't know if you can read back when I put it up to the camera. Okay, let's see. Put it up there again. What's it say? It says, uh, it says it's the right way. Lord's water. Yeah. Not that Lord's. Lord's water. Yeah, Lord's hey, water. That's, don't don't mock that. Trouble. That's for that's she for real. Have a voice. That's for Who's, real. Who? Lord's. The, you were yeah, just singing like Lord's the singer, right? No. No, she's good. You don't no, like her? No. What if she sing that one song? We're doing yeah, we're, something. We could be royals. Yeah, we could be. Yeah, uh, that's a good song. Oh, I'll sing on. that on the next musical. Okay, well, stay okay? in tune because she doesn't. Okay, next we musical. Can yeah. Hillbilly. We can be hillbillies. We can be royals. We can be royals. Yeah, I don't okay. know the words, so. Yeah. I'm Never just going to make it up again. as I go. One big head. Okay, that's good. <laughs> hey, Juan Juan, tell yeah. me about making up as we go along. What What's our time here, buddies? We uh, probably should take a break. 
We could, but I got a quick uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe story. I got I got a handout here. Okay. All right, real real quick. All okay. right. So I'm so yeah, I'm working as a technician, you know, in the area, and um, a woman comes in who sings for the Boston Camerata, and they're they're ready to go out on a tour of Europe, and she says, "Oh, you got to help me out. My my laptop is dead. It won't boot up. I've got all my um, music on here. All the, you know the." the, the not only the music itself, but the all the song sheets, you know, all the all the <laughs> the song sheets for everybody. I said, "Oh well, uh, do you have a backup? Uh, no, we don't have. A, I don't have a backup for this thing. You got to be kidding me!" And you go out in a couple of days to what? Europe. Yeah. So uh, I was working for PC Wizard at the time, Mac. You know, you remember those guys? So oh wow, yeah, I know. Yeah, sure. working for PC Wizard, and uh, she was from the Boston Camerata. Um, uh, I forget her name now, but she was like the, the main female singer. And she was the director of the whole camarada. Uh, so I have this Our Lady of Guadalupe keychain, okay? And I'm kind of sort of <laughs> joking. You. Joke, I'm sort of joking with my coworker, Dan, that, uh, well, Dan, what are you going to do? Well, it's, uh, I've already looked at it, and it's uh, the motherboard's toast. I said, it's got, oh, man. All right, so maybe the hard drive's okay, whatever. You know, let's, let's figure it out. So they were going to figure it out after lunch. In the meantime... You know, the level of urgency was with, with them wasn't as elevated as it was for me because I really enjoy the bus at Camerata. And I had I had my keychain and I, I said, Okay, let's let's do this. I'm gonna put my Our Lady of Guadalupe uh, keychain on this mm. dead laptop and we'll see what happens after lunch. I, I had to go off and do something else. So I you know I took <laughs> after our, lunch. I go took, ahead. I took Our Lady off my keychain, put it on the laptop, yes. and then I went off and did another call, grabbed something to eat, came yes. back. And just for laughs, I said, "Okay, let's let's flip flip it open, turn it on, and it booted up like there was no problem with it at all. No, no error no. things. Booted up like it was brand new. America. Windows, everything came up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they scrambled for the nearest flash drive and Did- copied all the stuff. And uh, the thing yes, was yes. fine. The thing was fine. It was like they were looking I at me you like, charge <laughs> your, charge your triple, yeah. your charge your triple." <laughs> Yeah, uh, what was her name? Uh, you got to take was, it with you when you buy a lottery ticket. Yeah, really. <laughs> she she remembers that all the time. An 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 Azuma, An Azuma, An Azuma. Sometimes mistakenly called it Ani because that's how it looked like. That's her name. That was her name. That's her name. That's her name. She's still part of it. Very exotic. And and every time Eileen uh, and I went to their concerts, which were amazing, because they they sang stuff from yes. around the world. Okay, they interpreted Go all ahead. kinds of all kinds of things. We got we had front row seats or seats behind uh, where the the, wow. the the group may mm-hmm. come off the stage and and sit on the first bench would be on the second bench whatever and they're usually in these churches wow, and, huh? but we, we always got the first dibs on front row seats everywhere we went because I amazingly bailed her out you know when because oh, you yeah. had you had somebody watching over you there you go somehow yeah, like, you know what. JJ needs a win. It was so. And I'm gonna do it. That's for right. It, it was a, a PC wizard guardian angel. If they nope, weren't, you can't make witnesses there. Up. You wouldn't believe the story. <laughs> I used to bring my, uh, I used to bring my computer over to those guys. To um, who was the guy who was the uh, he he was the manager of the stripper there? Dan. Who was that Bob? At, that was Dan. that was Dan. Okay. Remember their name? Yeah, was just, yeah. Wow. And he, he, he doesn't like some really nasty virus. He was a manager at Max know, Max Two in Billerica. Yeah. It's like uh, actually, his yeah. wife was the manager. He and, was the uh, the DJ. He he programmed a lot of the music for the girls that were dancing. 
if they wow. if they had a huh. certain theme, and a certain bit. And he's fixing computers during the day. Yeah, and he he programmed but all the always, music. You could always give him. You, you, I you bet could, he has an OnlyFans. You could um, you could always give him just twenty bucks. You know, <laughs> he would just you know fix something. They go, uh, uh, that's right. You hear yeah, all the time, and I, I say, here's twenty bucks. He goes, what for? And I says, hush money. Because <laughs> he knew just exactly what to do. You know, so. But anyway, I miss those guys because they were they were good, but they're gone now, right? They're gone. Dan fell off the face of the earth. I just wow. I was giving him work and hmm. and uh, stuff that I didn't want to do, and all of a sudden he disappeared. He's moved back to Lowell, and I well, said, "Okay, well, Lowell, then, you know, Lowell's convenient." Come again after that. It's I don't know what you know. I've been calling him and everything. I don't know what happened, but the Our Lady of well, Guadalupe thing was really an amazing feat of uh, yes. magic or faith or something right in front of these guys. Well, <laughs> yeah, but you also saved someone, uh, you know, who, who had their computer on a Ouija board. You yeah. told them to take the Ouija board out and charge them 150 uh, bucks, and it fixed itself. Right? Yeah. It, brand new PC, yeah, and it was, wasn't operating for... Cr- what? It, it was doing crazy things all the time. Oh I show up you at his house at Newport, and he's got a Ouija board no, under his keyboard. He does have that thing. He, he was it, using his Ouija, Ouija board like on, a... What's it called? A telemancer, right? Where, you know... Te- a technomancer. Technomancer. My my girls say I'm a technomancer. Right. Yeah, I got all right. kinds well, of. Well, you get that. You get that. Uh, you get that old thing that's uh, six hundred thousand miles. So. Yeah. Anyway, why anyway, don't we take okay. a, 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 a uh, commercial break now, and uh, we'll be right back. We're doing an Angels and Ghosts and What Time show here on Macmillan's Military Exiles, and uh, why don't I say we'll be right back after this? UFOs are found in Renaissance art, on ancient coins, and etched on cave walls. They're even reported in the Bible. But more surprising is when UFOs are seen the most in times of war. Through centuries, thousands of UFO sightings have been made by high-ranking officials, military pilots, and ordinary soldiers. Often, these fantastic appearances occur at the height of great battles. From World War I to D-Day to Korea, Vietnam, and beyond, military investigators are baffled. Why do UFO sightings spike so drastically during wartime? Could it be mistaken aircraft, or is someone, or something, looking in on us? In UFOs in wartime, what they didn't want you to know, Mac Maloney chronicles centuries of these incredible sightings and tries to solve the puzzle of why so many UFOs are seen while humanity is at war. Read about the scare ships, the ghost planes, and the ghost rockets, alien giants in the jungles of Vietnam, UFOs controlling our ICBM bases, dogfights with flying saucers during the Gulf War, and more. 300 pages of unbelievable stories, along with many startling photographs. That's UFOs in Wartime, What They Didn't Want You to Know, by Mac Maloney. On sale at your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. everyone i'm sorry because you're gonna go go okay you don't want me to go on one you want me to go and go right let's go and go ready okay five yep four three two one go well welcome back everyone to mac Moni's milk tracks our show here on the distant thunder radio network this is mac Roni. wow what a show we've had for you tonight still got a, a half hour to go but we're talking about 
Angels and Ghosts in Wartime. We've had some pretty creepy stories uh, so far. And um, let me just quickly speak about creepy. Let me introduce the members of the posse. Well, he's not really that creepy. One, one. <laughs> I hope not. Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen, especially been, the ladies. I, I wouldn't call you creepy. But I, you I'm, are I'm, uh, unique. Yeah. I am kind of dashing and debonair, though, don't yeah. you think? Kind are of, you really? And, I, and I'm always on my best behavior around okay. the ladies, too. All my, <laughs> all my customers are women. I only have one guy customer. You think you're talking to Only him. because he signs the checks. Okay, Everybody else, they're all women that I deal with. There you go. All day. Oh, okay. Another show there, brother. <laughs> We've got into this before. Uh, I got no oh, to show you the, the birthday present that uh, one of the girls, Zoe, who was the, the, the scheduler at Link House for all the clinicians, she, she made up for me because I'm, cause I'm a <laughs> well, movie fan. I'll show you. Okay. The picture. I'll send you pictures because I've we're both of us are movie okay. fans. We we're, talk about movies all the time. We and she likes Quentin, okay. by the way. We're on the air. You know that, right? Mm -hmm. You know we're on the air. Yes. Okay. No Coco tonight, ladies. Okay, filling in up there in Battle Creek, Michigan, a national correspondent. Switch played Steve Ward. Switchy. Uh, it's great to be here tonight. Also gets a lot of uh, fan mail from the uh, middle-aged ladies. So like when you say middle age, give me a, a, a span of age. Yeah, what is that age bracket? What is what is it? Middle age. Sixty-five to no. sixty. <laughs> I don't know. You want me to write back and ask them their ages? Yeah, be, have them be more specific next time. Yeah, I okay. appreciate it. Yeah, you know funny? Be respectful. Everybody right. gets fan mail. I never get fan mail. Everyone else does. You don't get any fan no. mail. No. You know why? Come You're on. like Barney Miller. You're the guy, the central guy that pulls everybody together. Hmm. Barney Miller, he had all, all the character actors that had all the good lines. And yes. Barney was the was the backbone. He was the the, the foundation. The unfunny one. Everybody together. What no. you're saying is he, he's the guy who wasn't funny, right? No, well, no. he was he was funny occasionally, but he let the other guys be funnier. So you're what saying, you're I'm, saying occasionally, I'm occasionally I'm occasionally funny. He was the stiff. That's all. Oh. <laughs> I think everyone thinks that Mac probably gets so much fan mail that don't get like, fan it's going to be cliche to write him. Not so from, I got to write the, the other ones so that they feel okay because Mac is probably getting so much. I I, I got to say I get a lot of I get fan mail from the books, but I don't get fan mail from the radio show. Really? Well, you <laughs> don't. I had Jocko Johnson on my show, The High Strangers Factor, well, we're gonna on have the UK him. radio network, and I asked him about cop shows. Yes. He said the most realistic depiction of like the, the inside of a precinct was Barney Miller. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. old and dirty. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'll bet. We were going to bring him on tonight, but I suppose it's too late. Can anyone get a hold of him real quick? Bring him in hot? Uh, no, it's too late. You know, he's uh, ready. I, I can try. Yeah, let's see what happens. All right. Okay. okay. Let's see what happens on the air. Bring him on hot. But, but, buddy, boom. Well, you know he's waiting by the phone. He's got his sunglasses on his hat. Yep. For sure. Yeah. He's a cool guy. We've been texting back and forth. Yeah, uh, Sandy, hey. Well, he's, uh, he hasn't been on Facebook for a while. Want me, oh. to, want me to call him? Call him, yeah. Um, let's see. I made the mistake of telling him that I had a cold, and he was, you know, having me call doctors in Houston. Shut <laughs> up. Oh, my God. That's it's the cutest thing ever. He's, oh, he's something, man. He's he's connected off. Uh, he's, he lives in a I, world other than us. but so man. sweet, though, because nobody's <laughs> like that anymore, where they're like, they, you know, yes. like, hey, you don't feel good? I know yes. this guy. Call him. He'll well, that's how it was. Yeah. Yeah. And if you need some work on your back, you call my friend and say, Louis, Dr. Uh, you know, Louis, Louis. There you go. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
I can't find I'm his saying. number. Can't find his number. No, uh, I got it. Uh, okay, uh, we'll, look, we'll call this episode "Looking for Jocko." Yeah, I, I didn't. Uh, I mean, I got his number here somewhere, but I didn't. Uh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, hold uh, on, folks. No. no. No, no, false alarm. I'm holding on. No, hey, Jay, I'm Jay, Jay, you don't have it, Jay? You don't have it, Wani? I may have it. You I talk to him all the time. Uh, here we go. Wow. You find if he was asleep. <laughs> Give him a call. He's on the East Coast, right? He's, he's not in some. Like, like South, uh, South Carolina. Yeah, Goosebump, South okay. Carolina or something. I'm going to North Carolina next month. Really? Wow. Are they going to send a search party? Will be, someone will be with you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm getting a ride. Hello. I cannot be trusted by myself. And I'm bringing oh, rollerblades. No. Hmm. As a way to get home? So, yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, I think I got it here. Okay, let's see. One, he's calling him. Put it on oh, speaker. Okay. Let's see. I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this. So exciting. This is crazy. Ask me if you've seen a ghost or an angel. Well, he has a really creepy story about the woman that he met in... Uh, Cemetery down in New York City. Did you ever hear that oh, yeah. club? Did you ever hear that story? You told that. You told that on my no, show. I, if you guys want no. to check it out. Oh man! <laughs> you know, and when you hear him tell it, and you know the kind of guy he is. I mean, he's he's not a guy who's going to you know, know ghost stories. Him <laughs> <laughs> he's had, he's had some uh, pretty cool paranormal experiences. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I called both numbers, and uh, it's going to voicemail. Oh, okay. he'll he'll die anyway. Okay, so listen, switch. Why don't we pivot to you, okay. as they say? All right. Well, we're talking about angels tonight. Yes. Well, there's an interesting book called UFO Contact from Angels in Starships. It's by Giorgio Dipitanto, okay, from, uh, he lived in Rome. Now, the, the editor is Wendell C. Stevens. That's quite a name in uh, UFO lore. Uh, Wendell is no longer with us, but he uh, self-published all kinds of books, and most of them were geared toward contactees. He even kind of uh, 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 published the definitive book on George Adamski. Mm -hmm. who was the, the famous contactee that supposedly met Orthon in the desert in California in 1952. Orthon. Yes. Now, this is more like 1980. And uh, Giorgio, one time he wakes up in his room to see this bright light, and he sees uh, essentially a man with, with wings and his feet are above the floor. And he says, I am Raphael, the angel Raphael. And yes. he tells him that he needs to read the book of Tobias, which is one of the uh, uh, books from the Apocrypha. And it's the story of Tobit, which I don't know much about, but it's supposedly it's about how God tests the faithful so that he disappears. Now, as time goes on, he gets more contacts from Raphael, and sometimes they're just uh, uh, mental contacts. Uh, he, uh, he said that he came to him from the light dimension when he saw him with wings and so forth. But the next time he sees him, he looks more like just like a regular man. And of course, he's getting all this, uh, you know, that we are all brothers and, and that sort of a thing. So uh, what happens is he's led to go, as so many contactees are, to a certain spot. So he goes to a remote area uh, well outside of Rome, and uh, he sees Raphael in what looks like kind of a, a silver-colored spacesuit. <clears throat> um, and now there's, there's, there's two other men with him, and uh, they're, out, they're also wearing some kind of spacesuit, just a slightly darker color. And then they introduce themselves, and they said these are the names that were given by their Earth brother, George Adamski. And George Adamski, now we know that uh, the first book he wrote was with Desmond Leslie called Flying Saucers Have Landed. And that's where he supposedly, well, he doesn't supposedly, he talks about the alleged contact with Orthon in the desert. And it made him quite a celebrity. He spoke all over the world. His second book was called Inside the Spaceships. And supposedly in that book, 
He again gets the the, uh, the urge to go to a particular location. There's a, a, a clearing, and there's one of these Venusian scout ships that's just landing. And his old buddy Orthon, which he met in the desert, is there. But there's also two other ones, uh, Furkan and Ramu. Well, these are the other two space people that are there. Supposedly, these are the three people that Giorgio has met that uh, contacted George Adamski back in uh, back in the uh, uh, 60s. So now, as, as the book goes on, uh, they have there's several meetings. Uh, they uh, eventually they, uh, they they take a ride in a spaceship. They get uh, to, uh, get into one of the huge uh, cigar-shaped uh, motherships, and in between all these visits, you get this. Uh, well, it, it got to be a little bit uh, dry. This uh, 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 sort of cosmic space philosophy, and yes. you know about how how bad the how bad we are. And yes. if we don't change our ways. And so uh, Giorgio says, well, why don't you do, you know, stage something so the whole world can see it? Well, they can't do that because men's hearts are not in the right place, which mm. sounds like a cop out to me. So that's pretty much the way the book goes along. But it's it's interesting that, uh, uh, well, two things. Uh, Ray Stanford, uh, he and his brother knew George Adamski when they were kids. And uh, they were two, they were just kind of starstruck because they were buying George Adamski's uh, claims hook, line, and sinker. Yes. But then George confided in them how he did it. He showed them how he fixed some of his photographs. The uh -huh. classic Venusian spaceship is part of a lamp that came from Poland when yeah, yeah, the yeah. family immigrated. The, cool. uh, the, the, the classic cigar-shaped ship is actually just a, a two-dimensional thing on the wall. And the, the implication was the glowing uh, 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 I don't know, scout ships that you can't yep. see very clearly. The implication was it was like radium, something radioactive cool. that, was, that was glowing and, and affecting the film. So uh, <laughs> if that's true, if, if George was a charlatan, then Giorgio, uh, I don't know if he was uh, had some kind of experience or, or whatever, or if he just made it all up. Now, Wendell Stevens, as you get uh, toward the end of the book, he has a couple of postscripts. And one of them is where he, it seems like he gets uh, is is more inclined to believe George Adamski because of the crazy claims from Sarrington, England. Uh, Ellen Buckle, or it may be, might be Ellen Buckle, I'm not sure, wrote a book called The Sarrington Mystery. And that was where Arthur Bryant claimed, now this is just a few days supposedly after George Adamski dies, after he has this great career and he meets uh, you know kings and queens across Europe, uh, he dies, and then supposedly Arthur Bryant, who's a groundskeeper at a nursing home, sees a landed craft, and three individuals come out. One of them is kind of a young boy, and he calls himself Yamsky, Y-A-M-S-K-I. Okay. And they're, and they're looking for Des Les. Des Les. Desmond Leslie was the co-author okay. of the first book with George Adamski. Okay. <laughs> wow. So the, the, the implication is that we're supposed to buy is that somehow George reincarnated into this young Venusian boy yes. in a matter of days. Now, it's like, allegedly, uh, Bryant didn't hear about the death of George Adamski, but uh, he could have easily backdated the story to just a couple days after Adamski assumed room temperature. So uh, it, the, 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 the Sarrington mystery is another really fascinating uh, uh, piece of history, I guess, because while uh, some of it was certainly a hoax, uh, he claimed that... Uh, he got some airplane parts from these space people. Okay. It was part of the airplane that Mantell crashed in. Oh, the uh, P-51. Yeah, sure. That, that chased the UFO, the yep. famous case. Yep. According to, according to, uh, to George Adamski and others, 
that it was an accident. His, his plane got too close to one of their scout ships. Yeah, yeah. And the the, uh, the electromagnetic vibes got funky and messed yeah. with his plane. So it was just an accident. Yeah. But, so so Bryant produces these airplane parts. Well, later on, there's another book, a kind of a pamphlet called Sequel to Sarichan. And some guy actually did some research and found out that Bryant had been to a some kind of a uh, uh, what would you call it? A bazaar or, or junk sale or whatever. And bought some airplane parts. Okay. And <laughs> yeah. there's somebody else that looked at these things and said, nope. And what did you say? It was a, a P-51? Yeah, P-51. Yeah. yeah. Said it was did not come from one of those. So what we have here is, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, Go ahead. layer after layer of BS, you know, and yes. it's, it's too bad because there's a, a, a small part of me that would love some of the it. stories of the space brothers to actually yes. be yeah, true, yeah. you know, but isn't, but, isn't it funny but, though? In, in the few minutes we have, isn't it funny that like, you know, that, that, what people saw back in the 50s, you know, from outer space was classically 50s. Do you know what I mean? Yes. What they see in the 60s is what, you know, it, it, it's kind of reflects the time, the, the era or something, you know. It'd be cool, the Space Brothers. I mean, you know, if they were true, that'd be excellent because it's, they are like guiding angels from outer space looking over us. And... Well, the crazy thing is that during this 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 time in Sarajan, Eileen uh, uh, Buck and uh, her, uh, her other researchers, they, they were giving him... Uh, uh, they were doing whatever they could to objectively assess the situation. Right. Brian did seem like he was on the level, but uh, but all kinds of crazy things are going on. They were getting voices imprinted on reel-to-reel tapes where they go out <laughs> looking for UFOs. So it, it, in some cases, it seemed like there were real phenomena going on. Yeah, there were yeah. some people that would see a light in the sky and believe they got some kind of a message. Yeah. So it's one of these crazy things where perhaps there was some legitimate paranormal phenomena going on in the midst, in the midst of a lot of just absolute nonsense hey raven fakery hey raven just you know earlier he said that uh the guy thought that he might have uh, uh yeah he transformed into a young venusian boy is that what you said well that's this this young venusian boy on on the ship where okay. the implication was that damsky somehow <laughs> reincarnated into this guy. okay i just so, went on uh i just went on only fans and there's a fetish for that so. <laughs> of course there is <laughs> so when every wow. time i'm sorry every time you say the implication the only thing I can think of is it's always sunny in Philadelphia when oh, they yeah, have yeah. the boat and it's the SS implication because when you're out on the water, a girl isn't going to say no. Oh, and wow. only fans. Why, why aren't eat? I watching these shows? Why are you watching them? Do you have poor taste them. like my father? Because oh, he don't, how poor dare taste. you? Is that a W.C. Fields quote? What is that? So w. C. Fields? Yeah, is it? No, he it sounds said, like W. C. Fields. I don't know. And he say, "I hate." Oh no! He, he, on his gravestone, it says, um, uh, yeah, "For better or worse, I uh, at least I'm not in Philadelphia or something like that." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a clip. I saw a clip of him on uh, YouTube. Just a clip, you know. And and he there's a woman standing on the street, and he goes up to her and he goes, "Yeah, hey, how you doing?" Or whatever. And then her boyfriend comes along and punches him. And he, when he punches him, he goes right over a hedge, right, and and then the camera goes on him and, and he says something. I had to go back three or four times. <clears throat> I had to see what he said. And he said, uh, get all five of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he was funny. How much time we have left in wanting? Uh, I have a, another short we have, story. Uh, this time. 14 minutes. I was oh, going to okay. give you two oh, minutes. I got a short story, too. Go ahead. Okay. All right. This, this was told to me. I, I went to one of, a few years ago. I was at a Michigan UFON meeting. And we... Uh, the way it used to be set up was uh, you, you'd uh, have brunch and then you'd uh, get to sit and talk with people and then okay. you'd have the speaker. And sometimes the most fun is talking to people. You'd hear about their experiences. So somehow this group of people I was with, we started talking about 
uh, men in black. And this one elderly lady said to me, uh, do you want to hear my men in black story? And when somebody asks you if you want to hear their men in black story, yes. you say yes. You say yeah. yes, now, absolutely. This, this lady, I won't, won't give her name, uh, but uh, she uh, was uh, very sincere. She didn't, uh, she, she sounded like she was telling the truth, even though this is a pretty wild story. Go ahead. So back, she's back in the 60s. She and her husband are in the Vegas area and they've just gotten married. Yes. And they don't have much money. So yes. they're, they're hitchhiking. And yes. this black car picks them up. They get inside and there's two men dressed in black suits, wearing black fedoras. No. And they take them on their way. One of the things she said to me in, in part of the story, she said, you know, it was a funny thing. She said the, the dashboard was lit up with a lot of like dials and lights and everything. I thought that was unsolicited. There's a couple of men in black cases where people are in mm -hmm. the cars and the, the and the dashboards are all lit up with crazy yeah, yeah. gadgets. Okay. Yes. So she, uh, uh, they take them on their way and they get to where they want to get out. And one of the men turns around to them and says, we think you should wait a little while longer before you leave. And then they both fell asleep. Hmm. So some unknown amount of time later, they both wake up and they get out and they thank the men. Not at the time, they're not thinking about how crazy this whole thing is. Yes. Later on, when they reflect on it, they think, why didn't we question all of this? Yes. So they go to a, a little motel and, uh, because they don't have a lot of money to spend. Okay. And the gentleman behind the counter takes one look at them and says, oh, my God. It's a good thing you didn't get here any earlier. And she said, well, what do you mean? And it turns out there was a couple that had robbed a store just before, not too long before they got there. Yes. This couple, they didn't look identical, but they were dressed similarly enough. They looked enough alike where they could have easily been picked up for them and mistaken yes. for the people that robbed the store. But they wow. had already been picked up and apprehended. Wow. So if they hadn't had this crazy experience, that this would have never happened. That could have been, now, yeah, that's wild. We, we've all heard that's stories crazy. of people, uh, an individual or group of people that are in dire straits, a mysterious stranger shows up, yep. helps them out of their difficulty, they turn around and they're and gone. They're gone. And, yeah. But men in black, sneaky, dastardly. Now, I did ask her if they had any strange features or whatever, and she said, no, they looked, they looked normal. So, yeah, yeah. you know, somebody that was kind of concocting a story that knew men in black lore probably would have said, well, they had kind of a, a dark skin and Asian countenance, yeah. and acted, you know, but uh, the suits also, were too big. The suits were too big. I, I asked her if she was familiar with uh, the writings of, of uh, John Keel or Greg <clears throat> Barker or Nick Redfern. And she was not didn't seem to be familiar with men in black lore. So yeah. I, I present that uh, she she said it without, uh, you know, any any change in uh, in her story or yep. uh, any interruption. And uh, it's a pretty damn cool story. Anyway. Right. You know, it's, it's crazy as something like that sounds. All right. Uh, but it, what is really good is 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 um, cases where the people are just like this woman. They haven't been uh, I hate to say the word uh, polluted yet. They haven't been. You know what I mean? They're yes. virgin to this stuff. OK. Right. And I've said this before on the show. There were two. Uh, psychiatrist. One of them was uh, John Mack. He was he was at Harvard, and then the other guy was Bud Hopkins. I think his name was right. And uh, now this is going back. This is in the eighties or so. And what they did was they truly they were academics, and they wanted to see what was up with the abduction phenomena. Okay, and 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 they went about it in, in a scientific way, in a way, and and but they, but they were doing completely separate studies. Okay, they were not cross-pollinating or anything. And the people who came and saw them and, and went on the hypnosis had never been, they made sure that there was no cross-pollination, all right? 
And they would hear all these stories and 90% of them were, were just kind of screwballs. I hate to say it, but you know, there were 10% of them were like these really kind of compelling stories of like, you know, you can't make this stuff up type stuff. Right. And one of the things that, that in both groups, they reported and, and, and both Bud Hopkins and John Mack did not make this public, I think until one of their wives made it public after one of them passed away. But, but anyway, in both groups, blind studies, people said that they were abducted by the gray aliens and they had tattoos. Now that's a strange thing to me. You know, people see gray aliens all the time, but, but to say he, they had tattoos on their arms. Now, if you have someone in Washington state who's talking about Hopkins in Seattle and he goes, you know, someone in Miami talking about John Mack, they don't know each other. They haven't read any of the you know, UFO literature, nothing. And, and there was more than, more than two or three examples. And they say they have tattoos. Something's going on there. You know what I mean? That's, that's just, that's just too weird of a thing. It's way too specific. Specific, right? Exactly, yeah. and, and not and not not expected. You know what I mean? No, it's you would never expect and, that ever. Well, well, it depends. What are the ta- what are the tattoos? Do they, do they know? Just, do they match? Or? No, a strange kind of you know. No, they were symbols. They weren't like you know. They they they, they looked. They were symbols that were tattooed into the round. Oh, it didn't say like mom or something on. <laughs> so they were like <laughs> um, um, angels. Um, <laughs> I they were like sigils almost. So like wordings or, or something, yeah. Some yeah. language that we don't understand. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's I regret why that. would you make that up? You know, regret, yeah, it, yeah. It, it could have been their girlfriend's name or something. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh Ex- Xenia three. Hey, can I read a story real quick? Sure. Sure, <clears throat> sure, Mac. From uh five minutes. It's your show, Mac. Mac yes, Maloney. You can. I don't know, why don't I get fan mail? Hashtag Mac Maloney's <laughs> military now, files. Mac. Do that yeah. hashtag. Like Mac. And write him because you know Mac Maloney's haunted wants, universe. He needs a thing. He needs a thing. A fan mail. He's the man. That's the word. Max the man. Okay. Max right the man. Okay. I feel a lot better now. All right, here we go. Ready? <laughs> um. Okay. Shortly before we don't really read stuff ever on the air, right? Do we? Not really. Okay. Not let's really try this. If everyone goes to sleep, we'll know it's not good. Shortly before 8, 8 a.m. on June 13, 1993, a bright red Formula One speed racer airplane appeared over John Wayne Airport in Orange County, California. A small plane with a huge engine it made so much of a racket that it tripped the airport's noise monitoring systems in place because Wayne Airport, being close to many residences, boasted one of the strictest airport noise abatement programs in the country. As the midget racer began to fly various acrobatic maneuvers above the airport, enough people saw it to write down the ID number emblazoned on his fuselage. Then they watched as the plane later confirmed as FAA registered N21X slowly climbed and disappeared over the Pacific. Working with witnesses information, airport officials sent a noise violation notice to the plane's owner, who just happened to be Deke Slayton, one of the NASA's original seven regular astronauts and commander of the famous 1975 Apollo Soyuz space mission. What airport officials didn't know was that Slayton had passed away five hours before, dying at his house in Houston, 1,500 miles from Orange County, with his wife and daughter at his bedside. And his airplane was locked away in a hangar in Sparks, Nevada, whose owner later testified it had not been flown or even taken from its hangar since Slayton gave it to him a few years before. No one has ever been able to explain the bizarre incident. That is bizarre. That's strange. That is is. real weird. That's bizarre. Deke Slayton. So, so how does that happen? I don't know. I mean, enough people saw it to write down the number. And, right. And so, yeah. How, so when they say it was a registration number, is that mm-hmm. just something you can see on a plane? Yeah. yeah when you see really? the numbers on the side of a private plane, that's their registration number. Yeah. 
No, it's like a license plate. So how right. could how could you scam that and make believe that that's what you saw? Right, right, and, and you know, know when I was, and those yeah, and those exact numbers that that's so bizarre. Right. When I was researching that, and I guess it it wound up on the uh, cutting room floor, but he you know he had he had flown in and out of that airport before, so people kind of recognized the plane. Mm -hmm. You know, that's so, so yeah, weird. that's really crazy, man. Oh, uh, that's so crazy. Stuff like that happened. Almost so like anyway, phone calls from the dead. Phone calls yeah. from the dead are very weird. Yes, right. That's, yeah, that, some of that just still creeps me out. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. People Absolutely. get phone calls from from dead people, and they're very you know we're talking about specific <laughs> the specific stuff that's happened and stuff, and it's like how would you possibly know? You call up and say, "How are the socks doing?" Dodge the question about yeah. well, where are you? What are you where doing? are you? Oh, I'm I'm fine. It's it's fine here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. everything is 100 percent a okay. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm and the one like little girl said, I'm Ruby. You remember me? She's been dead for five years. Mm. Oh, mm. anything with kids. Oh, I know. No. I know. Throw the whole kid and, out. And, no, get off the phone, kid. And, get off the phone. And they said I couldn't. They said I couldn't call. But here I am. Wow, she found a payphone. She found. If my niece kids called kids me and, and said, "Call collect too." Hang up so fast. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah. Here she's a troublemaker in the afterlife too. Uh, <laughs> it's so wow. creepy. Hey, yeah. Uh, Hey, one one is the train yeah. coming into uh, the station. We got, we got a minute left. To, uh, a minute left. Oh no, a minute left, okay, but we'll on. have we have two minutes to do the plugs. Okay. All right. All right. So uh, let's do the plugs real quick. Yeah. Because technically we got two minutes left. Okay. Uh, Homes for our troops. Homes for our troops is a uh, military charity. Uh, what they do is that they uh, get donations and they will build uh, homes for um, wounded veterans from Afghan, the Afghan War yep. or the Iraqi War. Post nine eleven at, home without, veterans. Without limbs and so on and so forth, and they and they adapt these houses so you know they're wider, the stairs are better, and everything for uh, someone who might be uh, disabled, um, walking around inside the house, right? That's right. Um, and then they just give them the keys, no mortgage, nothing. Okay, they give them the house. These are our, our veterans, our heroes. They deserve it. Homes for our troops. Just uh, Google them. Homes for our troops. Uh, Eighty-eight cents on every dollar goes to the charity, and that is very very high these days. Homes for our troops. Just Google them. Send them a few bucks. Uh, also, our um, good friend um, Ross Shop and his mad Englishman friends are putting back together a, a war plane from World War II called the Mosquito. It was made of all wood because the British were running out of steel in 1943. So they uh, built a war plane of wood and then they put two Rolls Royce engines on it. And what happens? It's the fastest thing in the war for about two years. They were so fast, some of them they didn't put guns on because one, one, why? Because the Mosquito could outrun the bullets. From uh, behind, from any direction. It's amazing. Uh, so they're putting back together this airplane, Ross and his friends. It's called the People's Mosquito Project. Okay, Google them as well. People's yeah. Mosquito Project. And um, they're going to be flying it, I think, next year. It's getting closer um, and went closer. They the world to get the parts. I think it's next year. And uh, one one has um, volunteered to be the first uh, civilian to go up. Uh, for one of their flights, they're going to be uh, you know offering flights, pay you know pay to go fly with them, which is going to be cool. But you volunteered to take one of the first flights, correct? That's without right. a parachute, the maiden voyage without a parachute, just my scarf, wow. just, just my Snoopy, well, my Snoopy luxury. scarf yeah. and my goggles. Yeah, <laughs> bring you, yes, bring the lady of Guadalupe with you, okay? Yeah, that's, uh, bring that, that's, that's right. And, you don't have to go and my holy water, lady, bring her. You don't have to go through customs. There you go. Yeah, bring the, bring the whole lady. You don't have to go through customs. You don't have to take her belt off. You're good. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, wow. Okay, so those are the plugs. Uh, next week, uh, there's still a chance for you to uh, email us. I'll go to macmaloney.com, push the contact button, and send us an email, just your email address, to get into the magic fishbowl. And we're going to be picking out the winners, plural, uh, for um, 
the uh, part two of the World War II trivia contest that we, we uh, played a few weeks ago. We're going to be picking the winners from the Magic Fishbowl next week. So you still get time to get your uh, entry in. Just go to macmaloney.com, hit contact, and send us your uh, email address. And I suppose if they're going to write me a fan letter, that would be the time and place, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Absolutely. I mean, how Put easy. your name in the thing. Do the but, thing. But be they, friends but, with us. But they do. They do. They hit the contact, but the but the the, the females are always about you, uh, one one or something. I'm, I'm saying. They probably <laughs> think that you get so much fan mail. They're like, they don't want to bother he's, me. Point, he's, he's the head of the show. Right. He's got he's the too, books. Too busy. He's got the looks. They're like, the looks. he doesn't get the look, need any yeah. more fan mail. Like Juan Juan and so everyone else. Don't you think he yeah. gets so embarrassed by all that fan mail? That's exactly. what they think. They exactly. Think, oh, That's what's know. going through their head. They're like, you know what? We got to give Mac, these, these losers doesn't here. Mac so look wow. like, we got to throw them a bone. Doesn't Mac look like Michael Connolly on... Too cool for school. She wants to get books. Okay. So anyway, so... We were talking about the magic fishbowl. Hopefully it doesn't get hacked by the Russians again. Um, go to macmoney.com and hit the contact button, they say. Send us your, uh, just send us your email address. We'll put you into the fishbowl. Next week, we'll be picking out three winners. The um, uh, the first prize winner is going to win this. Um, it's Risk in Europe. This is a uh, courtesy of uh, good friend Phil O'Banes, who runs the country. Uh, the country. Well, he might run the country. <laughs> but he runs the company that makes uh, like Risk and Monopoly and Rubik's Cube and everything called Winning Moves. All the games that you uh, you know grew up with, and uh, he's um, uh, first prize is going to be Risk in Europe, which I guess it's a limited edition. It's very cool, and then uh, the runners up two and three are going to get the new edition of Clue. Clue. Now, I don't think I ever cool. played Clue. Is that where uh, Mr. Mustard hit him with the head with the hammer? Uh, and the yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. Miss Scarlet uh, cut off his manhood with a bazooka. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is the updated I, I, I Miss uh, Edna in the kitchen with the scissors. Oh, with the scissors. You know? That's nasty. Never you watched the movie with Tim Curry? Movie? Oh, my God. Bill Murray's in it? No, Tim oh, Curry. Tim, Tim Curry. Tim Curry. Curry. That's an older one, right. Uh, it's so good. You've got to watch it. We can do a show. Well, let's do a show where uh, yeah, I will prove to you that Bill Murray isn't funny. I'm talking Tim, Tim Curry. Tim Open Curry. Oh, that guy? Oh, the yeah. guy from? Rocky Horror Picture Show. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One yeah. with yeah. a sock full of manure in the Exodus studio. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, first time I saw that, I sat, I sat in the second row. Okay, what a gag. Did All they right. throw condoms at you? No. That's no, what they, they did when I went to see it. They threw condoms. condoms at me. Oh, no. Just you? Not everyone. Oh, that everyone, was, okay. <laughs> I always thought that was how it was. They were unwrapped, no. I hope. No, you yep. know, later on, they would yep. give raincoats sure to the people in the first two or three rows. Yeah, right. then. Back so. then, when did I see it? In the early aughts, when I was Curry, just a yeah. wee kid. Huh. So, so uh, <laughs> the early that aughts. Wasn't, uh, Tim Curry, why does he have a connection with the New York Dolls? Did he? He wasn't in the New York Dolls, was he? Tim Curry. He was in Home Alone. I'm thinking of uh, David Johansson. Yeah. Right. Okay. Anyway, he was an actor too. David <laughs> okay, Johansson was a pretty has good actor. The train wreck uh, graphic up, so that means we have to go. Okay, Let's we gotta say wrap goodbye it. for us too. The club, club. Thank you for joining us tonight, as always. Oh, it's been a lot of fun tonight. Again, very educational. Yes, right. Okay. I saw you taking and, notes. Uh, as a matter I of fact, I really, I really, yeah, I've taken notes. My notebook is full, Professor. I love your, I love the color of your Yeti, man. I do That's, too. Uh, it's the blue Yeti. It's kind of black. Excuse me. The you know. Oh. Okay. Wow. Love doing material at the end of the show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I like your blue Yeti. Take it as any way you want. Switchy, switchy. Yes. Your hair behaved well tonight. 
Oh, okay. Okay. And, and, uh, and by the way, Club is right. This was a good show tonight. A lot of a lot of good information. It was a lot of fun. It was. A lot of, inter- a lot of entertainment. For yeah, a lot hour. of entertainment. That's okay. what we're all about. Yeah. And it's, it's too bad we couldn't get Jocko on. <laughs> if you want something. You know I, I called both yeah, his he'd numbers. Love to come back. Say what? Sorry. He, he would love to come back. Oh, we, oh, oh! I know that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. He he writes to me frequently. Okay. And, and I too. just say I just say clear it with switch. <laughs> it's clear. Bring him back. Clear. Bring him back. Raven, it's time to say goodbye. Raven. Oh my gosh. I don't want Thank it you. To end. I know. I never want it to end. Wow. I had such a good time. And I agree with Club and Switchy. You know, I always take my notes. Go ahead. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. you probably, it's all whited out. But it's okay. You, I, I always take my notes. You can use them again next week. I All can right. use them next week. I always mm-hmm. learn so much, and I love hanging out with you guys. You're like, wow. cool we love it when you hang out like with us too. Older love brothers. It. Why do we have the older brothers? Can't we just be brothers? Why do we have we, the older my brothers? My younger brothers. I'm 90 actually, <laughs> and I'm. This is I'm her, a this her third life she's working on. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing a hell of a job. I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right, let's say goodbye now. Okay, thank right. you. Au revoir. We say goodbye to everybody, right? Coco's out there defending our country. One, one. Thank you again for you joining bet. us and for I driving for the uh, train. High and cocaine. All crashed no. up. Okay. All right. Okay. So we'll see, we'll talk to you soon. And uh, thank you for everyone out there listening to us. Uh, we just passed sixty thousand downloads, podcast downloads. Can you imagine that? Because we just the weird thing is that we just passed fifty thousand. I had, to, I had to write to them and say, when was it? It was only two and a half months ago that we had Yeah, 50, April. Yeah. A- yeah. April. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. So anyway, so thanks for listening to us. Thanks for, you know, downloading the podcast. And until you uh, hear us next week, this is Mac for the entire gang saying, be safe, be happy, and bye-bye. <laughs>